Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's night. Hello and welcome to Podcast Like It's 1999, the podcast where we look back at the movies of 1999 from our hospital beds here in <laughs> 2018. Well done. We've got three of these today, Phil. And I got three. I got three You're already shoot. throwing the, the fact that we're recording these in bulk? Uh, so what? Okay, Who cares? Cool. Yeah, I don't Our care. fans love us. I don't care. Um, <laughs> the fans do love us. Yeah. Uh, today, we are doing a movie where a man spends the entire movie in a hospital bed. It's true. Um, well, not the entire movie. Almost the entire almost movie. Almost the entire movie. away the end. He's a very Enough, famous There will be spoilers, actor. guys. He's a very famous actor. <laughs> and this is... Um, it's a very, why uh, are you being so cryptic already? I love being cryptic, even though, as I say every episode, they've already seen what the episode <laughs> is. It's The Bone Collector. Yeah. We also throw to it at the end of every episode, too. There's really no surprises on this show. And, well, there is... Well, In I terms guess, of who our guest is? I guess you already know, because it says The Bone Collector <laughs> with Danielle Savory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice to see you, Danielle. Thank you for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. Danielle is an actor. She is an she actor is. currently starring in ABC's hit series, Station 19. <laughs> she's so and happy right honest, now. I wish this was a video one. And I got to tell, so tell you guys something. <laughs> I don't think Phil's ever mentioned that he's a writer on ABC's Station 19. I don't. Yeah, but that's not intentional. That's I, don't, I mean, it It's just, cool that you haven't. It's yeah. a cool thing that you just sat back. This is, uh, just yeah, I've never heard you let... say it on any what? of the podcasts, on any of them. <laughs> yeah, I guess we haven't no, talked I, about yeah what we're working on, really, in general, though. Except for our guests. We talk about what our guests are working on. We don't generally talk about what we are actually No, working. I never talk about what I'm working on. That's what I'm saying. But on Tuesday, something's going to be announced. Whoa, shit. Check it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the weird thing is this... Isn't gonna no, it'll, drop yeah, around the time know, that you just. But so if it doesn't it actually weird. happen, even though it's supposed to happen, it'll oh, be really God. humiliating. 
Um, just did you jinx this? It's been nine months. Pro- <laughs> nine month process. It's been awful. Danielle, let's talk about you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just think it's cool that Phil's never mentioned it, but he is a writer on and a producer on Station Nineteen, and Danielle is one of the stars. Yeah. She is. Um, Maya Bishop. Maya Bishop. Maya Bishop, of course. Um, of course. Of course. Everyone of course. knows. Um, <laughs> Danielle, just by looking at you, Uh-oh. you look like one of the younger guests we've had. Oh. Um, my, and, and so- that's, that's, that's probably, yeah. So I'm trying to think of all of our guests, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, well, and, until we do my kids for Elmo's Adventures in Grouchland, hmm? you probably will be the youngest. So, my, so, so we do ask- <laughs> Let's go. Are okay. we going to do my kids for Elmo's Adventures? I hope so. Life? I think we have to. That's a great idea. That's a great they idea. They don't even feel Elmo. Um, so uh, <laughs> the question is oh that, that we always point yes. post to the the guest is, where were you in 1999? But I'm guessing in kindergarten. No. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Thank you. I take that as a huge compliment. Well, you know, I'm real, <laughs> real charmer. I was, I was 11. I was 11. So I was, I was right. in, I was in Eleven. sixth wow. grade. I think sixth grade. Fifth or sixth. So fifth or sixth? Wow, yeah. that makes me feel really old. You just had terrible parents who let you watch The Bun Collector. My mom let me watch let me watch a lot of like dark movies. Like I didn't, so you saw Lambs. this in ninety nine? Oh, I saw it in ninety nine, and wow. I, yeah, yeah, I saw okay. a lot of dark. Cool, stuff. good. She's a psychologist. Cool. I don't know. I think she was like using me as an experiment or something. <laughs> Learning stuff. My, yeah, my mom wasn't a psychologist. She has yeah. no excuse. <laughs> Neither was mine. <laughs> Were you guys watching these films? Like absolutely, dark films definitely. Yeah. I mean, I saw Lethal Weapon when I was pretty young. Yeah, I mean, I remember. Seeing seven in the theaters. And, well, I saw seven in the theaters, but I was copycat, which is well, you're a couple <sighs> years older than me. Copycat's, Copycat. a lot, Copycat's a lot like this movie. Yeah, I haven't seen Copycat um, since it came out. So and that's why I bring it up. But okay. Copycat. So yeah. although is it? Yes. We can get into it. Okay. Well um, when we talk about yeah. But uh collecting bones. Collecting bones. <laughs> collecting. <laughs> so um but all right, so you, you saw it first at eleven. Is this yeah. kind of the genre you, you tend to gravitate towards? Yes. So what else? Well, uh, where were you living in 1999? Simi Valley, California. God, thank God it wasn't Canada. Um, <laughs> just getting really Cana- bored. No, you're Canadian. You're Canadian. Yeah. Um, and I just watched. I just listened to the one where you pretended like you were, but you from weren't. Saskatchewan? Yeah, Saskatchewan. That's why I'm like, wait a second. It was I a remember. Deep cut. I yeah. just, yeah. I just heard this. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm American, obviously. <laughs> Whereabouts um, in America were you from? <laughs> you know, just, uh, just general. I'm from New York. Okay. Yeah. So, like, when I traveled to other countries, they're always like, "Do you know anyone from California?" But now I do. So, from Simi Valley. And now you live here. I do. I've lived you know, here for lots a of time. people from California now. Mm, not really. People from California. I think you know more than you. I know you Rob. Think. Yeah, from San Francisco. There you go. That's right. Um, I know a few others. All right. So, okay. I'm going to continue going with this. What other movies in this kind of genre are you into? Ooh. Ooh, I don't know. The Angela, Angelina Jolie genre? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, say, that's why I like the film. Like it's the, like the Angelina Jolie it's genre. It's more of the serial killer genre. No, I know, but oh. she's There's a big a Angelina Jolie Oh, is that, is that kind of where this came from? That, I think, is where, like, I fe- like why I love the film so much. Because when we realized, mm-hmm. when I narrowed it down to which one I'd want to come in on, they yeah. were basically all Angelina Jolie okay. <laughs> She was like, Pushing Tin, or... <laughs> unbelievable year. Or uh, Girl uh, Interrupted. Girl, Girl Interrupted, yeah. yeah. That's she funny. Yeah. And she, this was the first year she did anything theatrical mm-hmm. she did gia in 97 yes. hbo movie tnt i believe pretty sure it's hbo we can look that up and um right. i mean i can do that right now or maybe it's just because the golden globes were on tnt and then in 98 she yeah, really didn't do much uh and then in 99 she has these three she blows up in a blows big way up. really big movies 
uh, obviously win the Oscar. But yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna have to have a discussion about that. Yeah, me and Phil are probably gonna get into it a little bit. Well, we already got into it a little bit about this. <laughs> about <laughs> well, Danielle Jolie believes for- that she rightfully deserved this Academy Award, and that I, was a tough year. This is what I'm saying. I mean, this was a tough year. It was a lot. There were a lot of great performances. This is what I'm saying. Um, we'll we'll have that discussion. Because it's a worthy discussion. We can have that discussion. Uh, yeah, she had a really big, I mean, 99 was a really big year for her. Um, and, you know, this was a, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. This is kind of the movie. So this comes out in November. When does Girl Interrupted come out? December 21st. That. Love so, that. Uh, so Pushington was the first of the three to come out? Pushington is the first of the three to come out, which comes out, I think, in September. I don't know. I didn't see Pushington. Uh, Pushing Tin is a weird little movie that I'm actually kind of looking forward to. Come, oh, July. Weird. But that was All right. So the other, so, so Pushing Tin, she was one of, she was probably sixth build. But Bone, Bone Collector does well, is the thing. Very you well. You know what I mean? Bone Collector is a movie star performance. Yeah. She's the movie, she's a movie star in this movie and she's all yeah. the active moves. And then, uh, yeah. Girl Interrupted is obviously the showy supporting performance. Yeah. Almost tailor made to win an Oscar. Yeah. But, um. This is a really good movie to talk about Angelina Jolie. Yeah, I would agree. It's it's very it's so interesting to kind of see how she was sort of like fully her from like the jump. Like there was no, there was no like, you know, slow process into becoming Angelina Jolie. It was mm-hmm. just like this is who I am and like even in this movie where you can tell and I read a bunch of stuff about how like I guess they shot some nude scene that they cut from the movie. Because they felt like it was too distracting, which, yeah, that sounds fair. But it's just like Angelina Jolie was not in any way, shape or form ashamed or or like just was like she's a full force kind of like this really amazing kind of rock star performance right from the jump, which is kind of amazing. You don't see that. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that completely. Yeah. I do. You do tell it's you can tell it is one of her earlier performances, though, if you actually look at her entire body. Her oeuvre. Work. Her oeuvre? Yeah. What is oeuvre? Like their entire like her body. Filmography. filmography. Oh, good. I'm, thank Learning you. Learning words. <laughs> <laughs> educating me, Phil. No, that's I mean. Um, I mean, I, I really mean filmography, but in the no, case of an actor, That's what we kind of talk about. It like, yes. Okay. I, I mean, I think there's just something about how sort of, and I, I, I'm sure there's, there's definitely a better way of putting this, but how kind of like broken and fucked up this character is. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. she clearly gravitates towards people that broken are sort of a little characters. bit broken and fucked up. Yep. You know what I mean? She does them so well. Yeah, I bet that probably says something. (laughs) I don't know what, but it probably says something. But I love all of her stuff because she's always such, like, I never, going from an actress perspective, never had, like, a role model that was a female that was strong. Like, in this, sure. In this, the film starts off with her in bed with a guy not wanting to stay with him, going to work to Bobby be a Cardavale, police. Yeah. Obviously. Yes. Like, of course she's dating Bobby Cardavale <laughs> in this movie. I don't know what your beef is with Bonnie, Bobby. I don't have a beef. Oh, I, Bobby, I'm, I'm merely. Cannavale. It's not Carnivale. Carnivale? There's no R in there. There's no R. Fine. Cannavale? Cannavale? I don't have beef with him. I just think it's, <laughs> I actually think it's just perfect casting. Like, I look at that and I'm like, yes, those are two people that make sense together. They both seem kind of crazy. Especially back then. I also respect, like, so I, I love little things like like what they did with them in the movie where he just offhandedly yeah. says, my therapist thinks. Yeah. Right? It's, <laughs> Which is so yeah. great. It's great. Yeah. It. He's, so you, it's not about how this guy goes to a therapist. It's just about how this guy's, it's just, he's a real person. They don't make a meal out of it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it, yeah. it humanizes their entire relationship. I agree. And he has one scene. And, and, and like you, it, he feels like a real person in that one scene. Yeah. Um, she has a very, I mean, I think we should like talk Denzel and Angelina Jolie just for a second, just in terms of. I want to talk about them a lot. Because um, I feel like their trajectory and where this falls in their filmography is really interesting. 
But she really has a fascinating career in terms of how she gets the Oscar. She has gone in 60 seconds and Lara Croft, like right after it, basically solidifying herself and saying like, I'm going to be a movie star or at least I'm going to try to be a movie star. Um, she's probably pushed. You think so? What do you mean by that? She's probably, she's probably pushed. I mean, she looks the way she looks and she's as good of an actor. She yeah. is. And she, um, just won the Oscar. I, it, you she seem, doesn't seem she doesn't seem to be running from it either. No, but you I know, mean, it's two like, back to back. It's like Halle Berry did the same movies. thing, right? With Catwoman right after her Oscar, and um, well, Nicholas Cage. There's still all sorts of, Nicholas. and there's all sorts of actors that come off the Oscar and jump into a big studio tentpole. Happens movie. all the time. It happens. Yeah. It seems like Nicholas Cage was more apt to do it than because he had movies before that that were a little sure, a little more showy, a little more studio ish, and he's also. You know, Nicholas likes to lunatic. play big. Yeah, um, he's, a, he's a total lunatic. But it doesn't those those two performances. Yeah, gone the sixty seconds and Laura Croft. Yeah, I would. I, I like to memory wipe them. You know, <laughs> really? Yeah, that's not who this actor. I would say is one of me. those. I'd want him. I I don't know. I kind of that's there one. there are things that I'm I like about both. Gone of them. in sixty seconds is the one you'd memory. That's wipe. definitely the one of the two. But I also think like it's a fun movie. It's. Dumb. Yeah, a couple but it's of Academy of Award winners. Yeah, that's crazy. That's 2000, right? I mean, yeah. Danielle's freaking out. Yeah, she's having, she's she like, it. she's going crazy. I know. I love This is why this should be a video well, the version of this podcast. God in 60 like, Seconds was like the pre-Fast and the Furious. Like, it was those fun true. movies that like, yeah, they don't have to be like completely realistic, that's what I, well, but that's there's a, so much fun. Why would you want to memory wash that? Well, I don't, I maybe the end I'd want to memory wash, because it's just, it's a real, I guess, Here's the thing about Gone in 60 Seconds is that it's part of that sort of Michael Bay, Jerry Bruckheimer moment when... Not, not your thing. Well, it's not not my thing, but it was like Coyote Ugly and Gone in 60 Seconds and Con Air and like all these things. Yeah, those, are, were- those are movies I love. <laughs> <laughs> I love all those No, I really no, I you, love. You're allowed to love them, but don't, okay. don't tell me that they don't all feel exactly the same. No. And they feel cookie cutter and they're all directed by some music video prodigy like music of... Yeah. Michael Bay. So that's kind of why I clumped them together. Not because, you know, they're enjoyable in their own right. I think going to 60 seconds, actually, I have fonder memories of that than I do weirdly of like Con Air or. I love Con Air. Really? I do. I love it. I love it. I, I mean, that, that's those, a TV show, Con Air, I feel like. It could be. I know. Um, I know. I do. I love that. I love that movie. Where does I, whatever. Where go? Like, I don't know. Follow those show. cons. Follow okay. those cons. <laughs> Follow them cons. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> I think where does the TV show go is a great question. Whatever. <laughs> I just glossed over that. You know, just, I mean, yeah, I just feel like if you have a plane, if you have a plane full of cons, I feel like you could tell stories with them. Plane full of cons. Isn't that what fucking con air is? <laughs> Yes, but how do you tell a story? I mean, you the can flash ends. you can flash back to their previous things that they've done. All right, now I love this idea. So you have them on a plane. <laughs> okay, we're, you know, let's just move on. Yeah, um, we're moving on. All right, so Angelina Jolie has done obviously other performances that are a little crazy. I just I mean that are Sky a little Captain more, the World of Tomorrow. I ha- I love that movie. <laughs> that movie's crazy. I also love I love all of her her big yeah. uh, studio movies. I, I love Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, she's, <gasps> I love love, them. love that one movie. of my favorite. Yeah. One of my favorite action movies. And I love Salt. Yeah, I think Salt too. was a perfect Wanted movie. is good, too. You know, it's so, the same director. Philip Noyce, that's yeah, right. Were you going to go there? Sounds <laughs> like some research is done. I gave her a fist. Yeah. She didn't give it a fist. Sorry, I thought it was a it's finger an, and not a no, fist. No, it's an American custom. Just, oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, what? <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Wanted is great, too. And she's great in Wanted. Yeah, Wanted, she's great. 
Uh, I never saw the tourist though. Oh, wanted. I liked. Wa- I like wanted better than salt. Actually, yeah, I think wanted. Really I think I like salt. wanted better than salt. Yeah. Crazy about salt. Anyway, she does a bunch of really interesting movies, and also like she takes some risks. She does a lot of movies too. I mean, she's done a lot of movies in the last you know ten years or so. It's pretty crazy how many she's done, but some of them aren't great. Uh, Taking lives beyond borders, life or something like it. I mean, she's not always no hitting, but you know. Here's something about both of these actors. Yes. Um, can you think of two or a other another movie star that made their entire career by never having a lighthearted performance? I mean, Denzel has never done anything. Even a lighthearted movie like The Preacher's Wife, he was dead serious in. You know? So Well, she's done I mean Gone is life or something like it and Gone is I mean, she's not all Mr. And Mrs. Smith is a perfect. She's actually very funny in that movie. Yeah, but it's not a comedy. No, but, but she, you said lighthearted performance. I think she's capable of it. I'm not sure Denzel. I think they're both capable of it if they were. I think Denzel mm-hmm. in a comedy would kill. Denzel the comedy? Is that what you just I mean, pitched? Denzel, Denzel in a comedy, I can't believe they never tried it. Or he's never I don't tried think, it. I don't think. I think, I mean, comedy like, is scary. Like Bruce Willis in a comedy. No. Like he always oh, read. What is that movie? Red. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's one of them. Yeah. But Bruce Willis started as, I mean, Moonlighting is a rom-com. I, I, I don't think no. that Denzel I mean, comedy is. I'm not an Denzel's actor, so Danielle can speak Denzel's to this more than we can. Denzel's career is so serious. I can't even make the joke I wanted to make because his career is too serious. I was going to be like, "Have you ever seen Glory?" But you can't make that joke. Too serious. You can make that joke. <laughs> no. I, for, fortunately, I didn't. I yeah. said this is a joke you yeah. can't make. Keep that and in, I Rob. Did it? Definitely keep I'm that in. What are they going to do? Um, but Danielle, I think, can speak to the fact that comedy is scarier than drama. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Going for tears rather than going for laughs are two very different things. And I think that that takes a real like risk. And I'm I'm not saying that Denzel is No, he's a pussy. He's I'm just, not saying that <laughs> at all. I'm just saying that it takes a it takes it, it you have to find the right thing to do it in. And I'm not sure that he's either been offered that thing or quite frankly gives a shit. Sometimes like, I think you also have to just find stuff funny. Like I read a lot of scripts that when played right. by certain actors are hilarious that I read and didn't think were funny at all. So it takes you have to actually be able to visually be like, see oh, the I joke. Could, I could see that. Yeah, like you can't. That makes sense. If you're, that's not written. You're good. That at makes doing. total sense. Yeah, but I think Tenzel could be funny. I think he's funny in this movie. I think there are times when he's. He, I mean, it's a gal. I literally humor. just like went and was like, when is he? I'm trying to think of what. I'll tell you one joke that I thought was really not funny, which was the. Um, it's illegal to molest. Uh, <laughs> what was that? Uh, the the handicap. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Someone wrote that joke down and expected Denzel Washington to deliver it. Which he did. When, he did. Yep. It's a weird line. That's, now that you that, say it out of context, it's very strange. But when I was watching the film, it didn't upset me. Here's the thing. And I want we're going to have a bigger discussion about the end of this movie because I take I, – I, this movie worked for me and then it crossed a Rubicon and, and stopped working for me. And it's around that point when they try to sexualize the relationship between – Lincoln and Amelia mm-hmm. because we didn't need it. And in fact, the movie Correct. worked so much better when they respected each other professionally and, and personally, but didn't actually. And then they go there and you're like, just why are we doing this? I think it's, it's, it's just because I, I felt like they, they forced it on us. Until the finger thing. I was fine until the finger. I was fine until the <laughs> finger. You mean the end of the movie? Yeah, it's just like to me. I didn't look at it. I look. I looked at it as it respect so the entire time, even though they had that tension. I was like, it's still respect. Right. It's still respect. It's still respect. It wasn't until the finger. If there's shot, also. The I also don't love shot. that. Like Amelia's kind of got daddy issues a little bit, and there's a little bit of projecting that onto Lincoln. 
And then it's like, I kind of want to be with him. It's not cool. I, I, I don't mean into it like that. I don't think she was <laughs> molesting him, by the way. I don't, I don't think, think she was at all. <laughs> I'm no, just, no, no, the, no, the I don't joke think is. it was sexual. I think he was just making a bad joke. Yeah. Um, I'm with you on that. And then the, Stop. and to be honest with you, this, this is going to be crazy. And I generally agree with you. I really like, I, I yearn for movies where two straight adults don't uh, fuck. Don't fuck. I liked when she grabbed his hand at the end. You liked the hand. I can't no. even explain it to you. I liked it. I, I liked it. I took it. I think it was such really issues sweet. with the fucking Christmas scene at the end of this movie. I thought it was really sweet. Where I was like, what? I and we'll get into it. I wrote down like, what the fuck is happening? I thought it was sweet. It was crazy. This is a man who the whole movie was planning on killing himself. And he found something to live for. I thought that was really sweet. We will get into this when we get to the end. That's a beautiful way to put it. I I, can see that. Again, I I clearly don't have issue with that part of it. I take more issue with Angelina shows up wearing some ball gown, basically, looking smoking hot. And then you're (laughs) just like, and everyone's, no one's talking about the fact that that, uh, Michael Rooker and Queen Latifah were murdered. No one's talking about that. He just got a new nurse. Well, no no one would talk about the Michael Rooker part. But the <laughs> Queen, Queen Latifah, Thelma, she, I mean. Thelma takes it and just like no one yeah. fucking questions it, right? I mean, it doesn't matter. Let's w- let's talk about Denzel for a second and where this falls in his filmography a little bit. Because uh, I feel like it's an interesting – off mic before we started, Kenny talked about how uh, – this is, and Danielle talked about how this is a series of books, this Lincoln Rhyme – there's many books, Danielle. I don't. I don't know. I don't know the exact them. amount, but like yeah, there's so. like twelve. Okay, yeah. so th- this this could have been a franchise play by Universal easily, um, and it. I don't think it made enough money for that to happen, but it did well enough. It made good money. It made good money, yeah. but it didn't do like it didn't do crazy. The opening business. weekend, it essentially bombed. No, that's not true. That doesn't. That's not bombing. No, that's it. Opened number one. Did it? <laughs> yes. With seventeen million dollars. Yes. Wow. November fifth, seventeen 17. years ago. Yeah. That's like oh ticket prices. Yeah. <laughs> That's like what Got is that it. today? Seventeen's okay. Well, it's like thirty five. Thirty five, which is yeah. Oh okay. Um, in fact, I'm gonna do, let let's what, just do this very 150 quickly. Worldwide off of over forty eight million dollar budget, like that's not forty eight. No, seventy three. Yeah, mm, where do you get that seventy three? Uh, that's from uh, Box, Box Office Mojo. Mojo. Wiki says Wikipedia says forty eight, so it's between forty eight and seventy three. Let's say it's fifty eight. It's, it's either double or I got seventy three. So I think multiplier. this is actually two against one. I think it's 73. That, that is the way facts work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I will take my love to move on. But I mean, listen, point being, say the budget is 55 or 60 yeah. or whatever, right? That's still a lot of money for this movie. That's good. But that's a worldwide budget. I get why. Anyway, I think you're, I think Phil's point about why they didn't make more movies <laughs> off mic is a lot better, which is I don't want to see Denzel in bed for multiple Five movies. movies. Like I'm just you, like even I don't. If you could like get in the wheelchair, uh, be a wheelchair guy. Did you say wheelchair movies. guy? Yeah, I did. I said wheelchair guy. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's some the people proper... say guy, some people say guy in a wheelchair. Some people hate prepositions. Okay. Fair enough. He's a wheelchair guy. I mean, so, I, I don't think there's sounds like more like a person that collects wheelchairs. <laughs> <laughs> accurate. <laughs> accurate. That, that's me. I, yeah. I have a wheelchair. I mean, I, I, I don't think that my, it's sort of. In its own, and we'll talk about the because I think there are Sons of the Lambs comparisons all over this movie, mm. but I think that similarly, Sons of the Lambs works because Hannibal Lecter is trapped for the whole movie, and it is Clarice sort of doing his bidding, if you will. And then once Hannibal is out, yeah, it's just not as interesting. I don't think Han. You think Hannibal the movie Hannibal? No, 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 no. 
I think one but, of but he gets out in Silence of the Lambs. Well, at, at the end, so that's what, yes. oh, that's what I thought you meant. That no, was no, the, no. Look, the look I gave. You, no, 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 that's no. like that's. I was awful. speaking to yes. future future movies in that franchise. Hannibal, Hannibal sucks. Yeah, I mean, Red, Red Dragon's Dragon sucks, a, a prequel, but, but Manhunter's amazing. Manhunter's amazing. Man, same, yeah, but but yeah. again, he's in. He's in. Some, he's in. Some. Yeah. It works when he's contained. I don't know. I mean, maybe you could do this. Maybe Amelia could be his conduit and you could have done multiple movies of it. It's possible. I think you wrote, you one, wrote multiple books. So, I mean, at least if, you know, at least if he's sitting up in a wheelchair, yeah, there's a little more there. Denzel is literally flat back on a hospital bed yep. in his own apartment, this whole movie. Yeah. And he can't move anything but his finger. And, and he his can, head and, and his blood. shoulders. Yeah. He's, he's a, par- a he's little a, weird. He's a quadriplegic. Yeah. But I had so. questions about that. Why? Uh, well, when you be on a ventilator, if you if you're a quadriplegic, if you're a quadriplegic um, because you can't control the breathing of your lungs, quadriplegic just means that you have um, no feeling, bad functioning in four limbs. So okay. you it doesn't necessarily mean you're paralyzed from the okay because he does have he can move that. Yeah. So I guess okay. So I know that from Murderball. I don't remember the documentary Murderball. Uh, no, I thought okay. Murderball is a documentary about um, the Special Olympics. Okay. Oh uh, wait, I did. I do remember this. About yes. guys who played. Yes, um, yes, it's basically like rugby on on, on wheelchairs, wheelchairs. Yeah. and that's how I kind of learned what quadriplegic okay. meant. So, so he could be that and be able. It's, to, yeah, but, that's. I guess I have just bigger questions in terms of the medical stuff in this movie, which we can sort of talk about a little bit because there, as we get deeper into it. But I just sort of was. It was a little hinky to me. They didn't really do a deep dive into what he was sort of grappling with. Which is fine. They just kind of breeze past it. But then there's moments where I'm just like, I'm supposed to be scared he's having this seizure, but I don't know why he's having this seizure. Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that where you're just like, it would have helped to just have a better sense of- Would it have? Like, do you feel like getting all technical about why he was having seizures would have helped you enjoy the film more or no? Um, I, <laughs> Kenny just gave Danielle the thumbs up. <laughs> <Get him>. uh, <laughs> The the short answer is yes, I would have enjoyed the film more if I felt as though there was a medical reason for why these things were happening. Okay. When you got Queen Latifah saying like these seizures could kill him and they they could put him in a coma and this is why he wants to kill himself and then at the end of the movie we don't talk about that anymore and we don't clear up this disease or disorder and we think oh so he's just going to have these seizures until he's put in a coma maybe it's just it's stuff like that that's a little bumpy in terms of the logic. So I, I I had issues with that a little bit. It's one of those things. I mean, I could tell you, I I, I know just a little about this um, from someone I know, and it happens, right? Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where I think they could have explained. I think I think if someone in this condition, you know, existed in the real world, this would happen to them. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where I was just kind of willing to go with it. And just assume, but but it's it also- didn't. It didn't ruin the movie, and it didn't. And it didn't inhibit my yeah. ability to enjoy the film. I'm just speaking to sort of stuff like that. Yeah. There's like, mm. there's also it, it is also one of those things where it is really esoteric. And yeah. if you know, if you don't, if you don't, even if, if you're not a doctor, if you're not affected personally, you probably wouldn't know. And it's not such a bad thing to just connect those dots. Yeah, why not? So I understand what you're saying. That's it. Was it is what it is. Let's talk a little about Denzel just for a second about his sort of where this falls in his filmography. Yeah. Um, he did a movie like this, then another movie like this, then this, then three more movies like this, <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. There you go. No, no, no go, go I ahead. mean, no truth. I mean, because I, he's I, got a really—I don't know. I, I've always loved Denzel Washington. I think he's he's, he's the best, the best, and he's just so insanely watchable. Even in movies where you're just like, this movie 
He's one of those actors, and we're going to talk about another actor similar to this on another episode of this. Jodie Foster is another one of those actors where, like, we'll see how that one goes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to our Anna and the King episode. Um, But she's one of those actors where she's always great. Like, Denzel's always great. He might not always be in great movies, but you can always count on a great performance from him. Yeah. You know, maybe he'll be in Virtuosity, and his, you'll say yourself. His default is great. It's just, it's his, just, that's his just what baseline yeah. is great, yeah. and yeah. that's kind of a cool thing. So he does, uh, before this, he does He Got Game and The Siege in 98. There's three movies in 98, actually. There's Fallen, He Got Game, and The Siege. Okay. The Siege is a... It's actually a pretty good movie. It's a it is. relevant it, movie. It's a very 911 y movie. Yeah, oh. it's, it's yeah. like an Edward, Ed Wick and Marshall Hershowitz and basically Bruce a, Willis, Annette Benning, and Denzel. Denzel. Yeah. And I think Tony Shalhoub kind of important. I think so. Way. That was 98? That was 98. 98. It was a year before. Oh. Uh, Secret there's US. A, there's, yeah. a, there's a yeah. terrorist attack in New York. Yeah. Um, believed to be carried out by a Muslim or an Arab. I don't know which one. And they yeah. they start internment camps in New it's York. It's very for Arabs. Yeah. And like Tony Shalhoub is like, I think Lebanese are half Lebanese and his kids get put in it. He's yeah, like, he's an F- FBI agent. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it leads to a declaration of martial law in New York. It's it. That's one of those movies that's like creepy how prescient it is a little bit. Not, not make, prescient. Not to make anything. the, you know, the, the worst bridge of all time, but like, mm. <laughs> and I do want to talk about Denzel, but one of the coolest, is the, that's the worst word I used. One of the most interesting things <laughs> is this movie literally starts with a shot of 9-11. Shot of what are those towers Ooh, called? Two twin towers. The twin towers. Uh-huh. Shot of nine eleven. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you really, you really. Do you want to do that again? Yeah. No, I don't. I, I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it again because, like, I am genuine. I am genuinely flustered when I talk about I this, know, and here it is. I know. But um, well, you're also a New Yorker, so yeah, I can imagine it's but, a very different thing for you. I, well, I knew someone. My next door neighbor. Really? Yeah, died in nine eleven. He was Jesus. in the twin towers. It's kind of crazy, but and like a lot of people did. But it's just um. I don't know. There's there's this there's this real life pre crisis thing that we have, and I, I for whatever reason I watch a lot of movies from before two thousand and one in New York, and I never really made that connection. But like you know, you you watch yeah. Manhattan, you see him. You yeah. watch Working Girl, you see him. You watch this, you see him. It's in the credit sequence of Sex and the City. I mean, it's like yes. it's, it's a staple of the city. It's yeah. And I mean, every you watch an episode of Friends, it'll be like it'll be an establishing Friends, shot. I mean, yeah. and that's just, and that yeah. shot of Lower Manhattan. Yeah, um, you know that kind of Wall Street Lower Manhattan thing with the Twin Towers is such an iconic shot. I, I have that in my house. I mean, yeah. that's just um, so that's kind of an interesting thing, and, and it immediately dates this movie for me. I think this movie looks very dated. Not I, to, not to move past Denzel because I don't want to talk about him too. Yeah. But. No, I, I mean, I think that I. I don't know. I actually didn't find it that dated um, in terms of its aesthetic. I thought it looked like it could have been made in the mid-80s. No, I didn't feel that way. Oh, what are you going to do? I, I mean, I, I actually thought that... I agree with you, Kenny. Thank you. <laughs> I think that... I'm sorry, Paul. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I, it's going to be I, like that, huh? Well, I, watched, um, I watched another... Uh, I feels like I write episodes with I, you <laughs> in them. <laughs> yeah. You want any lines? No, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't think... I think that Philip Noyce... Noise has really great. I think he has a vision. I think his stuff looks really slick. I think that he, I, I felt like this movie had a very sort of all the subterranean stuff had a really gothic kind of vibe to it. I thought mm-hmm. that he, he shot it and it definitely felt very much inspired by Silence of the Lambs and movies similar to it. But I didn't think this felt 
dated. Dated isn't. Really I mean, I guess the fact I, that we're the technology in Denzel. I don't care about that. that, well, that I mean, dated's not really what I mean. I've wa- I, you guys know the movie Sea of Love. Yeah. Pacino. Yeah. Ellen Barkin. Like, Ellen Barkin. I watched that like um, within the last month. You're talking okay. about the style. Yes. The, st- the style feels. There, there's very this much. like gritty noir thing that yeah. both of those movies have, but they're ten years apart, right? And there are the, there are these. Uh, Popo Greenwich Village is another one. There are a lot of these New York kind of crimey mm-hmm. movies that I felt like Bone Collector fell in with. See, I think Double Jeopardy is a far worse culprit of that looks, than I thought. De- Double Jeopardy looked modern. Oh boy, so. Double Jeopardy! Everything's going full circle. <laughs> Double it's like Jeopardy. Danielle's favorite movie. <laughs> uh, that, that, that is not true. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, have I was gonna say that, that checks about. out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, I mean, listen, we can, we can split hairs about the fact that, but there was an aesthetic, I think, to your point, to movies made in 99 in a lot of ways. And the ones that you and I love tend to be the ones that step outside that. Like, this looks like a universal picture. This looks like a a solid, you know, thriller from the late 90s. And so, whether or not that means that it has a somewhat dated vibe to it, that might be fair. But I don't think it's- That's why I think I like the movie more than you did. Okay. Because I think Payback looks like a movie, a universal movie from the 90s. Uh, I think Double Jeopardy looks like a movie. I think those movies look like that's what the studios pushed out. And mm-hmm. I think this feels like a movie. It has more vision. I, yes, I, we're on the same a, page. I'm 80s, not sure what we're it, the 70s. It, it immediately put me in a good place. Like immediately in the back of the cab. That felt like I, this is the place agree. I want I to totally agree with right, you. Cool, I, I, think that, right. I think that when it starts, you feel like, oh, this is going to be solid. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's someone behind the camera who knows what the fuck they're doing. We have yeah. watched movies where that does not seem to be the case. And you're just like, I don't understand what's happening. And this movie, to that point, felt very... Although I really didn't like the credit sequence in this movie. But with all that, like, weird, like, trails and newspaper article, it felt whatever. But I agree with you. I did feel sort of it was a solid movie. Had you seen it before? No. Neither have I. Yeah. What? I, neither of us. This is the, probably the first movie we did where yeah. neither of us had seen it. Yeah. What? Yeah. I know. 11-year-old me saw it and you guys haven't seen it? This Here's why I didn't see this movie and I, I have a feeling it might be the same. It just, I was like, okay. Like when it came out, the poster, I was like Denzel Washington and mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie, who I didn't really know at the time. Angelina Jolie playing a badass female. But I didn't know who she was. Ugh. No one knew who she yeah. was when this movie came out. And it just, and as someone who loves Sons the Lambs, I just, it was kind of a shrug of a movie for me. I remember it coming out. I remember it doing quite well, but- you know, it just never was anything that I really was gravitated towards. My answer is like adjacent to that. I think it's a really stupid title. <laughs> like, 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 like a, like a, it is a painfully really stupid title. Stupid title. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not great. It, it's a turn off to me. Remind, it, like, it reminds me, and I think it's a significantly better movie than, than this wasn't. But it reminds me of the three. Do you know what I'm talking? You're about? You're talking about from uh, adaptation? adaptation. Yeah. Have you seen adaptation? You should see adaptation. Yeah, this is not a really good movie. The Out of Charlie Kaufman, Spike Kaufman, Jones movie with Nicolas, Nicolas Cage. Cage playing twins. No, I, yeah, that's great. No, oh, you need. To we're see gonna have to watch movie. this. We should just stop the we podcast. We're just- <laughs> 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 gonna rent it on iTunes. We're gonna watch it right here. In the um, basically, Nicolas Cage plays screenwriting twins. One is brilliant, Charlie Kaufman, who did Being John Malkovich. The other one is his fictional brother, who is a total hack and writes a movie called The Three, where the twist at the end is that the cop. The murderer and, and the, the victim. victim were all the same person. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he calls himself the de- I think the deconstructionist. The deconstructionist. No, that's actually Charlie's pitch to him. 
Oh, he so says you should call him the deconstructionist and because he chops up little, he chops up little pieces. And he eats, he, but like it's very it's, similar. It's so the, the uh, bow collector, and then, then the um, then the agent. The best, named, by, by named, the way, the best is that Charlie says to him, "How are you going to film that?" And Donald's response is trick yeah, photography. Trick photography. <laughs> 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 the, the agent who is who is played by Rod Livingston, yeah. who is Marty Bowen, Marty Bowen. Who, who's Marty Bowen in the movie, who is an agent ETA when we were it's there, the and is it is a actual huge real life producer oh, now. Loves the pitch. He's <laughs> like, your brother is a genius. <laughs> the three is amazing. And they got back. Uh, did they get like uh, uh, Kathy Keener was going to do it? Yeah. She, she was in. Yeah, she yeah. was in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the bone collector does it. feel oh, it's a great movie. To, to Kenny's point, I don't disagree. A little bit, but like the bone collector has a little bit of the three in it. But I would also Yo, say, and then like five years later, they made Identity, which is the, which three, is the three, but with like the twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With ten little, little Indians, basically. Yeah. Uh, we didn't see this movie in the theater. My heart's broken. Well, you know, <laughs> I'll just come out and say it. I really liked. Yeah, it. Kenny texted me. He's like, I really liked this movie. And I, I really liked it up until the last fifteen yeah. minutes. And I, I actually okay, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I and I even liked the end. I liked the reveal. Yeah, you I, liked I the end. didn't think they were going to stick the landing. Let I, me ask you this: <laughs> Did you guess who the killer was? No, you can't. They make it impossible. I'm. I don't. I'm not sure. I entirely agree with that. And here's why: the credits put Leland Orser very high in your credits oh, list. You, oh, you. Hear me out, <sighs> and then. You see him, and if you know One anything scene. about movies, yeah. you're like, oh, that's Leland Orser. He's a fucking creep. He looks like a creep. They've given him blonde hair for, like, he just, he does not seem like a normal guy. But if you're not in the industry and you wouldn't have recognized, like, oh, his name's higher up and Here, he's an yes. actor. Here's what actor. I would say. Like, I, didn't if, know, I, I didn't know that guy's name. I mean, if, I, I know if his you face. If you saw this movie in 99, for instance, my guess is that it would have gone flawlessly because you would not have known who that guy was and it wouldn't have meant yeah. anything. But to see it now, I see him in that one scene. I was like, that seems weird. And then he like Which kind scene? of. At the beginning. Oh. It's a big mistake to do what they did, what you pointed out. <laughs> okay. Um, Seven Kevin. kind of famously. Yes. Doesn't put Kevin Spacey in the, in no. the front titles. And he's the first name at the yeah. end of the movie, but he's not in the front because if Kevin Spacey's in the front and he doesn't show up until he shows up with blood on his hands. Surprised you said Kevin Spacey as many times as you did. I'm sorry. Who are we talking about? <laughs> Who's that guy? This is really. If he should anymore. not have, If he should. Yeah, Voldemort. Yeah, Voldemort shows up. Um, yeah, I, he actually was originally in the titles. They just took him out. Yeah, they just the last yeah, yeah. six months. I mean, I was in for this movie. Surprisingly, like it kind That's of it, it worked. I was like, oh, this is this is a well made thriller. And again, I think a lot of it goes to a lot of it goes to the casting. Of the two of them. Like they are just, yes. they're movie stars. Denzel is one of what? A handful of people that could sit in a bed for the entire movie and actually, you know, hold your, hold your attention and make you, you know, be riveted by that. You talk about the top guys. Only the top guys. It's, there's very I'm, few people that can do that. And that scene when like he's freaking out and then starts crying and no, it can go nowhere. Do you guys know what scene I'm talking about? That freaking yeah. out. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. not, not, well, no, it's, like, it's like in the middle of the movie, but then it's yes. a moment where you're like, yeah. like, what other actor could have pulled that scene off? I don't no, know. No, I agree. I, don't know I if a lot f- of actors totally, totally agree. That scene off. Yeah, what I, scene we're talking about? Because you're looking at yeah, me. No, no. And then he ends with a tear coming out. But, well, just because he's like, he wants to be able to like basically yeah. do what he used to do and he can't. He's yeah. stuck in a bed and there's all those people and everybody's telling him to calm down. That's the thing. Like he's able to tell, he's able to tell you a story without even a line. Like you're just looking at the guy's face and you're just like, there's just so much going on here. Uh, which is a testament to how fucking great an actor he is. And I think, you know, taking the the 
potential romance or whatever the fuck happens at the end of this movie between I'm going to make my point about the romance. You, I, you I, can. It just crystallized for me. Okay. Ooh. Uh, I think that they have a very interesting energy. Like those two actors being put in scenes together is an interesting chemical equation. Whether there's romance, they're, they're just a fascinating two people to put together. She's very prickly and kind of, you just don't know what you're going to get with her. And there's a stability and a sort of an ability as a, you know, in Denzel, which is that as a viewer, you know, you're in good hands with whatever performance he gives you. What is your, there's almost like a weird, weird reference. It's almost like a Kobe Shaq thing where both of those guys, yes. uh, whenever they weren't together, took up all the air in the room. Right. And then for a while in the beginning when they were together, yeah. it was just magic. Yeah. And I felt that way. Like any That's scene Angelina Jolie is in, including her former marriage to the most handsome magnetic guy alive. Oh, we're talking um, about Brad Pitt? Yes. Okay. She took <laughs> I just I mean she's been she, married several times. So, but you know. when she's married to Brad Pitt, it's the, no, Ange- it's the Anna G- Angelina yeah. Jolie show. Right? Like and I don't yeah. mean that in a bad way. Yes, it's yes, not that yes. she calls for it. It's just you're drawn to her. She's Angela yeah. Jolie. Same thing yeah. with Denzel. Yes, yes, when yes. he's sitting in the front row of the Oscars in a room full of people, it's Denzel yeah, you're looking yeah, at. Right? Yeah, yeah, I fully agree. So with that. to see them together play off each other was kind of exciting. Yeah. Here's the way I think I, I, I felt the romance at the end. I felt like Denzel, yes. even confined to a hospital bed and only moving his head for the most part, is still incredibly charming yeah. and is incredibly um attractive uh-huh. in in that state yes if he was able-bodied there would have been a romance 100 percent. you put those two people together you can't deny that almost right yeah and and i wouldn't have liked it as much though it may have been a i also feel like it may have been a different angelina movie. julie is a ridiculously sexual sex human. on a stick <laughs> yeah like she's she is sex personified less so, so the, less yeah. so in this movie even though just like she she wakes up and she's the most beautiful woman in the world she's after my wife sex. Yeah. Um, that but was she, good. Which is literally right. You can cut that out, Rob. No, I, did, I, did, I, <laughs> I said that to her right after the movie. I think she, um, my, my wife thinks Angela Jolie is the most beautiful woman alive. She, I mean, she I is. Think, there are moments. Been. Here's the other thing, too. When she smiles, it's crazy. It's like the wattage of that smile is fucking nuts. Because she never does it. That's the thing. Yeah. She does it like four or five times in this movie, maybe. And I, it's just like, it's crazy. And she doesn't do it much in her career. Like, she just doesn't. But when she does, you're like, my God, it's crazy. I wish she were Julia Roberts or Meryl Streep. I wish she was in a movie or two. I just wish she was in a movie or two every year. I wish we had hundreds of Angelina Jolie movies that we could that we could work with. Yeah, and she's she's obviously kind of moved on to a different thing now. Yeah. But She's an amazing actor. She's like one of the best we have. So she she's agreed. And she's also just a very I mean, she's just a very interesting person. If nothing else, she's just a captivating human being yeah. that you just want to be watching. Mm-hmm. Even if like, you know, you don't know what the hell is going to come your way. It's pretty amazing. Um, I'm going to give the synopsis of this film. I want to make one more point about Denzel that okay. I meant to make earlier. Okay. I think Denzel makes movies in four buckets. Ooh, okay. All right. What does that even mean? Four kinds. He's of going movies. to explain. Oh, his oh buckets. explain. Four okay, movies, I'm I ready. Think, I think Tenzel makes buck <laughs> makes movies in. Uh huh. Yeah. Historical drama. Yep. Sure. Heightened crime or thriller where he's playing a smart, righteous cop. Mm-hmm. Uplifting, feel good movie, often about the black experience in America. Yep. Uh, deeply flawed, flawed protagonist. Those are the four. Yeah. I don't know how many deeply flawed protagonists he's played. More than you think. Well, did he just? I'll, I'll throw them out to you. Go. He, he got game. Sure. 
deeply flawed protagonist, Training Day. Sure. Mm. Uh, that was the one that I could think of off the top of my head. Inside Man. Mm. Uh, he's not a good cop in that. He's not a bad cop either. He's, he's sort flawed. of, he's in the gray. I, okay. He's deeply flawed. De- deeply I'll, flawed. I, I'll give you flawed, but deeply is where I'm bumping um, on. And I even think you can throw Malcolm X into that too. So, All right. I mean, I hear you. I don't know that those buckets, the first three buckets felt a lot more crystal. And I think, and I think you can throw fences into that. I think he's done, a, I think mo, a lot of his really interesting performances yeah. come from this deeply flawed protagonist type thing. I mean, I think he's, I think he has made a lot of very interesting movies and he does make interesting choices. And I think he's one of, unfortunately, the few like bona fide African American actors that can basically open any movie, it seems. Mm-hmm. You know, so American Gangster, deeply flawed protagonist. Mm. I did not like American Gangster, but it's fine. I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't think he's. I, I yeah. I mean, I guess there. Yes, I'm not saying that 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 bucket doesn't exist. I just think that the other ones felt a little bit more sort of. There were more um, examples of that. Uh, nothing, this, but nothing light for the most part. Which is no, he doesn't really do light. I don't want to see him do light. I think I've. Thought I've thought that through since you guys brought that up. I don't want to see him. Don't do- you think he could be like? Don't you think he could be like a De Niro? Like how like De Niro late late stage? No, because De Niro's like, meet grumpy. The, meet the grump. Meet the parents. That's what's De Niro. funny about meet him. The grumpy. Meet the meet grumpy. Meet the grumpy. <laughs> don't you think he could be like? A, don't you think he'd be like a meet the grumpy? De Niro? Like a, like a like a meet the parents De Niro or like a anger management Jack Nicholson. Here's why I don't want that to happen. To agree with Danielle, uh, is that <laughs> is that. <laughs> those careers have just become that like De Niro does the occasional like silver linings playbook or, or a Jackie Brown or something like that, where he plays a supporting role and he's playing a dramatic thing. But for the most part, I feel like he's just kind of now a weird kind of comedic actor in a weird way. I don't want to see Denzel kind of devolve into something like that. And Jack Nicholson is not in enough. Isn't, isn't in many movies anymore. He's not, he's, he's, Basically retired, but he it basically is still playing Jack Nicholson. Like when well, he's he was been being playing funny. that since the Joker, for all intents and purposes. That was kind of the moment where he's like, "Oh, yeah, that's yeah, people just want me to play this role." Yeah, although I guess as good as it gets is a little bit outside that, but it's still a light movie. I, Nicholson's not. It's weird. I, I because blank check has done a James L. Brooks uh, miniseries, so I watched a handful of Nicholson performances, and I was like, I don't know. Like Nicholson's fine, but he's not. One of my favorites. It's not for you. He's just not one of my favorites, I guess. He's, He's been in great them. movies. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, One for the Cougars Nest, Chinatown, The Shining. Like, he's obviously one of the greatest actors. He's just not one of my favorites. Well, no one's ever going to uh, uh, play it like him. It's like a Christopher Walken. That's like, how I feel. Yeah, I guess that's just, true. And you're never going to get it. has, too. Yeah. That's true. I agree with all of that. Yeah, I just I, – I do. I, I love a guy like that who has that thing that can be – transferable yeah. to a lot of different mm-hmm. kinds of characters, kinds of roles. I mean, De Niro is a perfect example yeah. of this. Pacino, the fact that like De Niro has the range he has without having virtually any range. Pacino too. <laughs> yeah. Pacino yeah. too. Yeah. Pacino I think has a little more range than, than I do those guys. But. A little bit more, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or had. The synopsis of The Bone Collector. Oh, synopsis now. Synopsis, <laughs> yeah. Uh, an hour into this podcast. <laughs> um, policewoman Amelia... Donaghy? What? I think it's Donahue, like Jack Donahue? Donahue? Yeah. When did you watch the movie? 
<laughs> Do you know how to perform? I, I, they don't say her name that often. It's a scene in the movie that happens twice times. where okay, like so they call her Donahoe. They talk her. Do- they call her like all these. Well, things. She goes, it's Donahue. Yeah, like all right, Donahue. Donahue. Yeah. Fine. She has to correct them twice in two I, separate scenes. All right. Sorry. That was so, awesome. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, is in hot pursuit of a serial murderer whose calling card is a small shred of bone extracted from each of his victims. Unable to decipher. And this is another thing. They never fucking explain that whole thing, which the is bone? the goddamn title, and they don't explain it. What's the name of the book? It's based on the book. Oh, you're saying they never explain why he's collecting bones. Thank yes, you. I don't. You're, I agree with you guys. It's that, based on the old. Right. It's but what the, the fuck book. is Leland Orser's reason for doing it? I agree that they never touch on it. And I'm and sure they were going the to if it continued there, on. All right. There is, a, there is a reason for him to do it. It's not the best. Um, <laughs> but there is a reason that he does it. Uh-huh. It's because Leland right. Orser purposely is trying to put together a convoluted puzzle that's very, very difficult to solve to prove yeah. That Lincoln, Denzel Washington, is not as good as it's people a th- think. I it hear is. you, and that's a great explanation that the movie should have done a better job explaining. That, well, that—that's what it is. It's—it's it's so. I mean, it's con- an explanation. It's I don't so, know if it's a great one. Yeah, but it's, it's so convoluted, and it—it is. It, it, he's trying to why- show that Leland. He's trying to show that Lincoln Rhyme isn't that great a cop. He's trying to discredit him, which yes. is because of that what he's ultimate, to do it now that he's yeah, a quadriplegic, and also now yeah. that he's out of jail. It's like a, I mean, it's a little I, Cape Fury, right? So there's a like, little bit, a very little bit, but there is this like. A little bit. A little bit Cape Fury. But the yeah, I guess that's why I kind of liked it and thought it stuck the ending because I think it was so ridiculous and convoluted, but they they went the extra mile to even put this bow on it that I'm like, you know, if I <laughs> a movie like this, especially a serial killer movie, uh-huh, I could just if you give me something, I'm cool. If you give me some reason, yeah, I can move on. Like I love why is John movies. why is John Doe killing based on the uh the 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 seven deadly because he's he's a crazy person yeah because he's a crazy person yeah. and that's it uh, unable to decipher the cryptic clues oh. the killer leaves behind at the scene of the crime Amelia calls upon quadriplegic forensic criminologist criminology expert Lincoln Rhyme played by Denzel Washington to help With what? Amelia- wait it says Amelia calls on yeah, Lane, I him I know it's not really the that's way that's and completely inaccurate well she they- doesn't call on him he calls on her. All right, listen. This Sorry. is Google. You can, you can fight Google if you want. I will. I I'm going to fight Google. I did not write the synopsis myself. Sorry, continue. Uh, with Amelia <laughs> acting as Rhyme's able-bodied go-between, the pair piece together disparate clues, hoping they will learn who the next victim is. Uh, the Bone Collector opened on uh, number one on November 5th, 1999, with $16.7 million, beating out The Bachelor and The Insider, which also opened that weekend. Wow, it beat The Insider. Spoiler, The Insider didn't make very much money. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's yeah. a great movie that no one went to see. That happens a lot, though. Yeah. Did The Bachelor beat out The Insider? Yes. Ugh. I don't even know what The Bachelor is. We should have seen Trump the- coming. <laughs> <laughs> the Bachelor is... I love that you tied yeah. that to the president. <laughs> uh, Chris O'Donnell and Renee Zellweger, I believe. I don't know if it's Zellweger. Definitely Chris O'Donnell. Pretty sure it is. Let's find out real quick. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, oh, Jesus. Is it Gwyneth? It's not it's Gwyneth. Not Gwyneth. We, it's it's Renee Zellweger. I'm like 100% sure. Yeah, it's Renee Zellweger. A commitment phobic man goes in a search for a bride, including his fed up girlfriend, the bachelor. to inherit his grandfather's $100 million inheritance. So basically the concept of the television show, The Bachelor. <laughs> like oh. he just has to like, the poster has him running from a horde of women in, in bridal, in, in wedding gowns. It's where it all stemmed from. It's where it all, it, start, it all started there. Uh, okay, so. I love that. Mike, Mike. Fleiss goes into ABC and he goes, you know, the movie, the bachelor reality show. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah. Sold. Yeah. 
That uh, actually might be realistically how it happened. Yeah. What, so what do you think uh, on Rotten Tomatoes the Bone Collector has? It ha- oh, I know what it has. Okay. It has an um, audience score of 3.3, and 63%, and the critic score of 28%. Okay, yeah. 28% <laughs> okay, but is the answer of, I was But the for. question I have <laughs> is out of, and this is what I don't like about these types of sites, which is probably not something uh-huh. I should say, is how many people actually reviewed? Do you not know the actual number? It tells you. Yeah. It's only like 33 people. Or like one small site has sample like size. such a small sample size. So the people well, that are actually willing to take their time to say something, which is usually in the negative context, because come on, let's be real. How many times do you actually have a positive review on Yelp? Usually you're leaving, leaving a negative review. Wait, are you a Yelp wait, power are you, user? Am I a Yelp what? Power user? To get what I want? Did you yourself as a Yelp power user? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I Well, here's my... Okay, first yes. of all... That twenty eight percent is based on critics' reviews. Correct. So that's that's. But how many critics? Well, we can tell you. Yeah, tell me. I would like to know. Okay, it's a small sample size. It's I get not very that passionate small. about these. It's things. not that small. I can see. This is the point I'm trying to make. So like I, this I, movie was seen by probably several. Anyway, it's I not about how many see it. It's how many people reviewed it, and out of the well, people they have that to review it. it. It's a Universal Pictures movie. Like it's a major temple. No, movie. they, they should to, review it. I could see why a reviewer would give this a negative review in 1999 because it's not a particularly you know the, the, there are 85 critics 85. that reviewed this mm. movie. No, not critics. I think 85 people reviewed it in general. I say 30. Say thirty three, right? and that's two mm-hmm. against one, Phil, and we win. So <laughs> that's not. It as says all. It says all critics. Later, that's, that's how we work. All critics. All no, 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 you're right. I'm sure you're right. You're looking at it. I mean, you have it in front of you. So I'm an actor. Critic, like critical reviews, are just something I'm very passionate about. But all right. So the whole premise for this, but podcast, when it comes to the details of it, you the, know, the, the, no. guys, guys, guys. <laughs> the premise of this podcast is that this was an incredible, incredible oh movie. Your groundbreaking movies. Let's this is yes. what we need on set. We need Kenny on set. We can you do Kenny, this on Kenny set. can be the, the moderator. I can be had for a price. <laughs> for a price. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Call my agent. Um, but uh, the, the, the premise is that this is a groundbreaking year, right? Yes. This is not a groundbreaking movie. And it's no. and it, it's a movie that's done what a lot of other movies did. You know, notably, I think this has a lot of the same DNA as Copycat. Copycat actually ends the exact same way. As Would you movie. say it's a copy of? Copycat? I'd say it's a copycat of copycat. Of copycat. I like what you guys but, did there, but um, <laughs> Copycat. I, I, <laughs> Just keep saying Copycat. 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 <laughs> um, I love. I love. I love Copycat. <laughs> copycat. Yeah, has it has it sta- has it can lost all be- meaning? Can you believe that there is a serial killer movie called Copycat? <laughs> <laughs> you like it? It's a good movie. Um, I don't. Which know also about it. do I know Copycat? Who's so, in Copycat? Sigourney Weaver, Weaver. Holly yes. Hunter, Holly stuck Hunter, stuck in the and Harry Connick Jr. is the stuck killer. Stuck in the stuck in the. She, she can't leave. She's a recluse. Oh no, no. She has. I thought she had a disease. She has a disease. I no, she's agoraphobic. Like, agoraphobic. Agoraphobic. Yes. Yeah. So, so she's a recluse. Like, recluse and agoraphobic are so different. A recluse is just a person that's antisocial. That's me on the weekends. I, she. She. All right. So she's, I mean, I, she could be agoraphobic. Agoraph, agoraphobic. She's that way because she was. Um, someone tried to kill her. Yeah, she's traumatized. So, yeah. yeah, she's traumatized. So she she doesn't leave her apartment, Same much her. like Lincoln Rhyme, and the serial killer. Iconic Junior. Yes. In an iconic performance. Actually, he's not the serial killer. It's a different guy. He was the first killer. Okay. He was the one she put away. Um, in case you're wondering, this is actually a podcast about the movie Copycat. Copycat, <laughs> copycat, copycat. So it, I, if you say it three times, does the Copycat show up? I hope so. But co- uh, so Copycat, uh, oh so basically, 
she writes a book. She's an expert on serial killers. She writes a book, and the copycat killer, just like Lincoln Ryan, yes, is killing people based on her book. Based on her book, yeah. Basically, she's uh, a foremost expert on serial killers, and she talks about serial killers in a certain order. And he kills the people in the style of these killers in a certain order, ending with her, just like Lincoln Rhyme. What? What? No, it's fine. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm looking up fucking copycat, copycat now because. All right, let's this go back, devolved let's go back to into a goddamn movie. Let's go back copycat. to collecting bones. So, yes, bone collector. Please. So my point was, it's very similar to other movies. I understand that's not breaking new ground. Yeah, I love the aesthetic. Yeah, it's great. I was into the movie. I thought the op- I thought the I thought the first scene was really fantastic. interesting. Uh, so just to sort of, we talked a little bit about Philip Noyce, but we should talk just a little more about like his career a little bit. You know, he comes. His big first movie was. Um, Patriot Games, yeah, he did. Those, that was sort of like uh, the, Tom he did the first movies. two Tom Clancy yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. He did Sliver, not the that, first. Two. Uh, I mean, Hunt for Red October was. He didn't do that. Was uh, that's McCarran. what I'm saying. So that was the first one. But then, and I'm, yeah, but okay, okay. He Same did the, Harris, the first two Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford ones, yeah. Which Patriot are, Games and Clear and Present Danger. Yes. Yeah, which uh, he did Sliver, the that fucking not Sharon a good Stone movie. movie. Yeah, it wasn't a great movie. Um, and they did The Saint. Which people, I love the same. I was just gonna say, so which people seem to really like. I um, said on this pilot, one of my least favorite movies. Yeah, no offense. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's I could totally see movie. why a lot of people don't like it. I loved it. I could totally see why people Maybe don't I'll like it. Now. Okay, cool. It's absolutely kind of ridiculous. Well, you can so come on ways. when we do our Saint podcast. Beautiful. I'll be here. Is not a ninety-nine movie. Um, but so in a couple of years, when yeah, you said when we just do do whatever year they came out. Then he did a he did Salt, which we mentioned. The Ugly American, which I think was really the one that he was. Reaching for prestige with which one? The Ugly American. I don't know that one. Oh, it's like I think Jeffrey Rush. It was. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But well, he did Rabbit Proof Fence, which was also a pretty. Yeah, that big was movie. a later too. Yeah. Um, he did a bunch of TV. Uh, specifically, he did the pilot for Revenge. He's done a bunch of pilots. That's how um, I met him. He didn't hire me. <laughs> nice. Awkward. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Did it's, you meet him in an audition or just like on the street? <laughs> just met him on the street. I was like, please hire me. Please hire me for that pilot you're casting. Right. No, I met him in an audition. Cool. <laughs> was he nice? He was very, very, very nice. Yes. Was he nice? <laughs> Jesus. Can't oh we, my gosh, that was I can't so good. You missed that. <laughs> Said it I right loved there. That. It was just, yeah. You um, ever me just saying noise all episodes? Uh, like, noise. Oh, Jesus. Have you been? I haven't even noticed. No, and then he's, he did the, he's been doing it on the slide. <laughs> Did you guys see The Giver? Because I didn't. And I know that that no. is like one of the most recent ones he did. No, I didn't see that movie. You know, that's like this like beloved It's a huge book. Yeah. Book. It, huge like, book. It's fucking yeah. Hunger Games-esque. Not that mm-hmm. it's like that at all, but just that it was this yeah. big cultural book. And they, how could you botch that movie, Noise? Noise. Well, we haven't seen it, so maybe he didn't botch it. Maybe no, he didn't. That's true. That's true. Um, okay. So the movie opens with a very interesting sequence where we see Denzel Washington doing, I guess, what he does, which is being a forensic uh what is it? Forensic he's criminologist, like a crime scene, crime scene investigator. investigator yeah. uh, and he's walking onto a crime scene, and someone is sort of crushed in. Again, this is sort of this. This starts the theme or the aesthetic or the recurring imagery of underground subway stuff, which is very much a part of this movie. Um, it's underground New York, which I think is yeah. a really cool, which is kind sort of part of the movie. Absolutely, yeah. the historical. Yep. Yes, the idea of like cities built on cities mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. So we go into the subway with him. There's a victim down there. He reveals, or there's sort of a reveal that the victim is actually Denzel Washington, who's crushed under all these rocks. And then this thing falls down, crushing him. And it's all a dream. And he wakes up sort of in a cold sweat. But seeing his own face is a really creepy way to open the movie, um, which I thought was very effective. Yeah. Um, I literally shouted to my wife, is that Denzel? 
So, yeah. <laughs> wow, you were in from the jump on this movie. I love well. The fat first shot is his face with yeah. with twin towers in the background. Yeah. It's like it that just will suck me in. It's yeah. this pre crisis New York that really gets me into it. But um, so then basically we have a scene where he's talking to his buddy who's a doctor and he's trying to convince him to to kill him. I just hate that scene so much. It's not a great scene. It's a horrible scene. I also don't really love this terminology that they use a whole bunch. The of, termination. The termination. That termina- and also life. final transition. Final transition. That's it. Yeah. Like what? What? <laughs> it's just weird. The, the, the way they speak of euthanasia in this movie, I appreciate that they talk about it, but then they don't really talk about it. They talk around it. But is it because these- this was his 1999? Because this was also an R-rated film that today would, you wouldn't, you would be, is laughable to be R-rated. There's, like besides the girl that steamed, like her face, you don't even see it. You don't even see it, and th- but that is like the most the goriest thing that there is. So the fact that it was R rated well, is fascinating to me. There are some, there is some There's pretty some gruesome, gruesome stuff. stuff. Like you what? Got, the rats, rats are pretty gruesome. The rats, but you don't eat really see that alive. At all. You see the blood. You, you see, see it, cutting yeah. into the arms. I mean, it's, I don't know. You see a lot really? of gruesome. You also see a lot of gruesome. Um, photography of of victims and stuff like that the photography i could see more but those are like yeah yeah uh, i uh, historical photos i don't I, know i just didn't think it's like gory the final transition thing i think it's a bit like shmushmorshin yes in um yes. what the heck is shmushmorshin in how what's the movie knocked up yeah it knocked up yeah. they never mention abortion yeah they one time oh yeah they one Did they time, say shmushmorshin yeah, jonah hill go Literally, Joe yeah. Nagel goes, you should have a shmushmortion because your little baby ears can't, ears can't handle it. Like, that is something where people are just like, have an abortion today, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they would have the abortion, but they would use the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but even So then, it's, a, it's tell of the time is what you're I saying. I think so. I think, I think euthanasia was a real hot button issue. I think it was. And, and I actually did write down, like, it's kind of bold that this movie is willing to sort of kind of talk about this. Was this around really Kavor- what's his name? Kavorkian. Kavorkian. Was this around the Kavorkian stuff? Uh, what year was that? That that was a, a good long time. So I think this would This, this would, was way after. No, I think this is part of it. Oh, it is. No, yeah. okay. Kavorkian was killing people for for a while. 20 years something. Yeah. Like I just that. like I remember that being a really big thing in the It was. The, um so, anyways. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So, uh, I'm just looking at... So, okay. So, we we see him. He has this conversation. And then I believe he talks with... a. Um, what Thelma about it a little bit, right? In that scene, doesn't no. she sort of no, no. Okay. Does she never address? They never talk about they it. Know, would you like to? Yeah. Do you want to do? The, you want sure. to do this? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> what happens? When was the last time you saw this movie, Phil? Oh my god, I saw it like last week. Oh, you've had to watch a couple in between though, because you're doing a bunch of podcasts. Yes. 
So that's why. No, he never talks. She talks to um, Angelina. You want to talk character. about anywhere but here? <laughs> have, you, have you done it? Have you have you watched it? Yeah, yeah, me too. What movie? We're doing anywhere but here. I don't even know what that in movie four is. weeks on this podcast. In four weeks. Uh, Susan Sarandon, Natalie Portman. Yeah. I don't want to give anything away. Oh my gosh! No. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? I thought it was a movie I was thinking of, and then it wasn't. Yeah. All right. That's all. Um, so what? Ha- so after that, we then we then meet. Uh, Angelina waking yes. up the next morning. They talk about it. Angelina Jolie and and yes, Kim Lin- talk later about it. But, yeah. but um, so she wakes up with with uh, Bobby Cannavale, Bo- Booby Carnival, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, they have Bobby a great scene. Which like we- crying. <laughs> We got him. <laughs> you say booby carnival and that's all it takes. <laughs> he just it's the flashback of the last booby carnival. Oh, man, it's crazy. Uh, and they have the great scene that we spoke of earlier where we learn, we learn a lot about these two characters very quickly. And it's, it's good writing in that scene and good acting in terms of and just so telling, much about her. telling a lot about her, yeah. a lot about him. That's great. Um, then what happens? Uh, then she is out. You you see that she's on her job and she's out with her partner. Right, right, right. And right, they right. get she gets called because some kid found something at the train tracks. Right. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Because that's that's when there, there's this really great shot which I love, which is that wide angle shot that zooms in on yes. her and the and the hand of the. Oh wait, we have the the couple that gets taken in the cab. Well, they get taken in the cab. That actually. That happens at the very beginning. That happens right? at the very that's beginning. Like right before. after the credit sequence. That's yeah. the first like present day thing. Before- Which is not the best acted scene. It really bugged me as an opening scene that they just didn't choose better actors to do that scene from an actor's perspective. It's just these couple that got off the plane on a red eye and they have this conversation yeah. at the airport when they're trying to look for the taxi and this guy's just yelling about the fact that he's going to fire his driver. It's just, I didn't like the scene yeah, at all. Yeah, there's definitely... I was like, kill him, just kill him. They're definitely like <laughs> old, rich, white people. They're yes. just like, they could die and I'm really like, kind of okay with it. Which I'm sure they did on purpose. So part I. of two, yeah. because then, yeah. I mean, I, I guess, but still. Because you can't kill the kid at the end, you know? Like, the little girl's got to They survive. come close. They do. But they you come kill the old man, close. you don't want to kill the grandpa. So they, 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 yeah. they, they each, each kill <laughs> yes. is, a, is a less and less desirable person you want dead in the world. Yeah. You know, you feel sure. more and more. Bad but it's not. It's not like in the seven mold of people that you're like. These people all deserve to probably die. Well, <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They did. They all deserve to die. I think so. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Leland Orser was in not. seven. Yes, he's the guy with the fucking crazy thing. Oh, yep. that's how I know him. Yeah. He made me put it on. Yeah. And then, yeah. He's yeah. just freaking out doing he's his fast thing. He's freaking out and screaming. Oh, he's and then I'm, I was fucking her and all that. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh. Yeah, it was a really upsetting scene. Yeah. yeah. He's great in it though. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, all right. So, um, okay. So we've got the rich white couple. They die. Then fast forward to Angelina. The kid says that he's found the hand. Mm-hmm. And he's cut off the tip of their finger or something like that, right? There's yes. this mm-hmm. Right. And he's got, and the, it's just down to the bones. The bone's just left there. And the wife's wedding ring is dangling on the bone. Right. Yes. He's, he's, but it's just, I love that sign, shot yeah. of that sort of fisheye, wide angles, kind of crash zoom on that. It felt kind of sounds to the Lambsy to me. Mm-hmm. Ah, um, which I quite like. Feel very silenced to the Lambsy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but that's sort of to my point. Like it's very sort of stylishly gothic in the way that they shoot. At, at the very least, the subterranean stuff. It's very monochromatic. It's very sort of you know. Um, it looks like old bones. Like everything is sort of like that kind of dusty. Do you gray think they did that on purpose because it was based on a gothic, uh, like a gothic Maybe. crime novel? 
Well, I was going to say that I think that to your earlier point about the historical elements, I think was yeah. more of what they were going for. I think they gotcha. want that underground stuff to feel like of yesteryear. They want it to feel like something from that sort of that period of New York, which I think is effective. That's, I mean, yeah, that that's one of the themes of the movie, yeah. right? And I, and I, old bones, bone, you know, bones, a, a person's bones, or the I bones literally of, thought you were just going to stutter bones like five times in a row. You're like bones, 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 bones. <laughs> caveat, caveat, caveat. Um, Jesus, I, I mean, I think you know, I think sometimes themes are like love, loss, you know, yes, and yes, retribution. Yes, sometimes yes. themes are literally bones and, <laughs> and i'm not even kidding like yes, i think like I sometimes that stuff matters oh, i get what yeah. you're saying now you know okay, like it matters to just, to just put yeah. that in your head yes. over and over again you know the, the old bones of, of this of the, the city old, yeah. yeah the bones of the city um, his yeah yeah, yeah I mean, you know <laughs> i wish you all could have seen that um his bones just you know well, just like I, bones that's what he said <laughs> Yeah, and I think, anyway. that, I think that that's a. Um, I think that is a conscious de- decision. Yeah, I, I think it is too. I mean, every, I do think every character of the movie has bones. It's true. So, <laughs> that's true. That checks out. <sighs> I think that part of it too, and we talked about this a little bit, but just sort of the ancestry of the city, the the history, all of that, all feeds into this thing that we're talking about. Anyway, which it is a beautiful, beautiful aspect of the film. It is. Yeah. So it's and. It's at this point that Angelina is brought to Lincoln, correct? Or Lincoln well, is then Ed, Ed O'Neill comes into play and he brings the case and to Ed him. Ed O'Neill's the, must be the one that brings him because yeah. um, Michael Rooker. Yes, he hates her. He plays. You By know. the way, Ed O'Neill and Michael Rooker playing basically the roles that they all like. This is yeah prototypical of the roles that they played. Just like Ed O'Neill is always a blue collar cop. Just a blue collar New Yorker, mm-hmm. and Michael Rooker's always like the guy that's an asshole that you can't trust. Who's like smug. Yeah, they did play this very st- stereotypical. Voice. But anyway, sorry. yeah, Continue. no, that's that. I think Ed must bring her in because Denzel Washington character doesn't. Yes, Lincoln, it is. So it is Ed, they yeah. they bring her in, he's and then in, he Denzel's impressed. It's a great scene, yeah. as everybody should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the way she stops, she stops a train. So this hand is on a track. On oh yeah, a that's great. Track. That's a great no, scene. the hand's not on the track or the. The body the, the, is buried underneath the. No, the guys. There's a thing. There's a, there's a thing on the rail. <laughs> Say right? it one more time, Danielle. <laughs> guys, <laughs> on he left his clues very on conveniently the, yes. on the train track. So it's and it's continues the iron, to do that through the entire movie. The, it's the iron bolt and yeah. the right, and right, the, right. the the sand asbestos whatever they which they find out is the, the oyster shells. Yes, yes, and yes. the piece of the paper telling the date. 11 okay, but she and she wants to stop the train. She doesn't want to go over. She wants these to preserve clues. the crime Correct. Scenes. Yes, because they'd be and, gone. Yes. They'd so be gone. they were they were all really impressed. I was impressed by it in the moment. I thought that was so cool that yeah. that they thought yeah, that through. And that actually is like literally the inciting moment of the movie. Like yeah. Denzel's like she did that. I yeah. gotta talk to her. Yeah. So um, yeah. and even though she's really not like a crime scene investigator, I think no. she's kind of. No, that she, was what I wanted to say. She works with youth. Yeah. yeah. There was something I wanted to bring up that I think is also a big part of why this film did well, which is that this was the beginning of the CSI of it all. You know what I mean? It's like before CSI. It is. That's my point. Yeah. Like this is the beginning of that sort of, you know, cool techie way of learning about forensics. And CSI comes out in, I think, 2000, 2000 right? Really? The next so, year. So this movie is wow. sort of already kind of tipping towards that. Because I imagine again, as Kenny and I have said, we had, didn't see this. Yeah. Didn't see this in '99, but I imagine in '99 seeing some of the cool shit that they were doing in Lincoln's apartment, yeah, and sort of all that like cool little weird kind mm-hmm. of clues and all that. I think kind of leads towards totally. where we're going Absolutely. on the CSI thing. So I think that that's part of 
why this film, I think, kind of works as well. Is that CSI is like obviously that. the most prominent yes. mo- uh, sure. show that this sure. inspired, but I also thought uh, Castle was inspired yes. by this. Sure, sure, sure. You know, and he's essentially an author helping out a cop. Yep. Uh, Criminal Minds mm-hmm. took the worst elements of this, like mm-hmm. the really over the top, gross, yep. disgusting, horrible killers, mm-hmm. and made. Ten seasons Ten of television. Seasons of television. Yeah. What was that one show? Profiler. Yeah, Profiler was also that was Profile, Yeah, but that was just it's that's kind of like Manhunter okay. or like a not mm-hmm. awesome version. But it's of it's it's okay. just interesting to see Sorry, sort of Mindhunter. that the 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 technology catching up with it's that idea of like how do we make a cop show interesting and cool and obviously CSI figured out a way to to do that you know mm-hmm. so I think people are always going to be fascinated with solving crimes. Yeah, I agree, but I think that I think technology will continue to move forward, and it will continue to change the way that that we're actually able to do that on television. Absolutely. So every element of of solving a crime and putting criminals away is really interesting, Mm -hmm. and this is one element that people didn't really figure out for literally hundreds of years of telling stories. I mean, there's a little Sherlock is kind of like this, to be honest, but a little bit, yeah. um, Outside of like some you know elementary detectivey stuff. Uh, this is th- this idea of let's let's really dig into the crime mm-hmm. scene and make that the meat of our story is kind of new. Maybe the yeah. critics were totally wrong. So, <laughs> um, so they do something really interesting at this point, which I like. Prior to Angelina being brought or Amelia bring, being brought to Lincoln, is that it takes a, almost a half hour before Lincoln and Amelia meet, mm-hmm. and it, it actually reminded me of uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo a little bit. That idea of these sort of two our, our two protagonists on parallel paths trying to solve the same case on their own and then sort of coming together at a certain point. Admittedly, it's an hour into Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, um, but in this, you know, the fact that we take a half hour of seeing sort of these two people and knowing that they're going to collide, I think, is actually um, a great you know narrative trick. Um, something that I thought was a little bit ridiculous is that they made Amelia an ex model. Because Angelina was so hot they almost, that they were like, they almost had we're to. not going to buy this. I felt the same way, but they almost had to. They yeah, they kind of had. <laughs> but it, it's, just look at her. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, she's definitely a beat cop. Like, it's, you know, anyway, whatever. They didn't they, I, like, the ex take it or leave it. It was whatever. It's a little but silly, when she though. walks in in the dress in the end, it totally makes sense. Because you're like, oh, she used to be a model. That's or, why she looks so hot. Or when she's in the frumpy... Uh, police officer uniform, and she still is the most beautiful. Well, their face, time. my yeah. god. Yeah, so it's, it's like she, it's like, even when she's wearing that stupid forensic. I think you're talking about the same. The forensic yeah. onesie that yeah. she's basically <laughs> wearing. I'm like, how are you still hot in this with a headset? And we're like, this is, anyway, yeah, it works. Um, so this is what I, I wrote at this point when uh, Amelia and Lincoln meet. Uh, I love that Lincoln and Amelia's relationship isn't built for romance. It's built on professionalism and a mutual respect for each other. It's a shame they didn't. Continued with that. They kind of almost did. Like I would have, like I said, I would not have looked at that as a sexual, like anything. If it wasn't for the finger shot, the finger shot was the only what one. What do you mean? I- the end of that movie, they are so ridiculously flirty. Looking it's not like at she's each other. sitting on his lap. She like, might as well be. That is not true. She's just in a dress, which you've never seen in the whole movie. And she called his sister and was like, "You should come see." They are brother. I fucking each other at the end of this movie. You put good music to any scene, anybody can be eye fucking. I'm not really sure what. <laughs> like, I'm just I mean, saying, maybe. like you can you can take it that I mean, way if you put some music. And then Sting you can have two kicks in at the end. Is it Sting? Yeah, I know. I did like that song though. Yeah, I, I don't too, know. Actually. 
anyway. I'm just saying, did you like, were you, Kenny, come on, help me out here. No, or thought, maybe you're not going to help no, me out no, here. I, I don't know, no, but I'd I, like to know. I have the third point of view, which is it was romantic and I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fine. Um, so then Amelia does something. She measures the footprint with a dollar bill. Yeah. Which is an interesting for scale, which is interesting. It's also interesting because, um, so I was talking with, uh, Stacy McKee's assistant, Jen, Stacy, Stacy McKee, the showrunner of station Station 19. 19. Uh, do you write for that? I do. Oh, cool. And Danielle Axel (laughs) never mentioned it. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, Jen said, Jen is very much into true crime. I don't know if you know this, but she's very much into true crime. And, uh, she says that to this day, she still thinks about, like, she still measures things with a dollar bill because of this movie. That's like, the, awesome. The, it oh, taught her. Kind of cool. yeah. yeah. At least do something to show in a picture. Yeah. In scale. That's, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So you go. It's clever. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit too much kind of janky slow-mo in this movie, though, that I don't really love. There's a lot of, uh, it's not done in camera. If you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. No, so, they do it after and post. And it looks, it looks kind of shitty. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. If you're going to do slow motion, do it in camera. Make the decision Don't on the make day. Make the decision on the day. Um, and you can always do some without that. But anyway. Yeah. Going from there, because I, for some reason, got that idea in my head. It's, what did you feel about the music in this movie? I thought the music was not great. Okay, good. Yeah. The score was was pretty generic. And at times, because like, there's a lot of strings in Sounds of the Lambs as well. Mm-hmm. There are moments where like you get heavy strings. Yeah. But it's with this very sort of um, electronic kind of eeriness to it that they do. It. And there's moments where they basically rip that off in this, mm. but the score in general, I found it serviceable. Like it did what it was supposed to do. It took me out of it actually sometimes. Oh, okay. Sometimes I was like, this is too much for this scene. Like it doesn't need it. Uh, yeah. I mean, this movie's not really subtle. No. <laughs> like, no. And that's fine. It's called the bone. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, but I, but I will say that I do love that the movie isn't kinetic. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. think about the fact that at that time we were sort of seeing the Michael Bay ish action movies starting to become much more pervasive. So the fact that this movie is, it takes its time. It sort of lays out the scenes for you. You understand the geography of scenes. It really, especially you, you really do, especially in Lincoln's apartment. Like you understand the geography of everything so that, you know, which you is have an understanding. Very important at the end. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's also just important in general. It's something that I, wish more movies took time to do. And I feel like they don't. But anyway, uh, Louis Guzman's in this movie because Louis Guzman's the best. Is that uh, how you say his name? Is it not how you say it? I don't know. Louis it's, Guzman? It, it's Guzman. But what are you, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I don't think it's Guzman. It's Guzman. It's Guzman. <laughs> Guzman. Uh, but like, he's always, sure. Louis Guzman is always great. Last. It's he's Guzman, in three great it, movies in 99. Uh, he's Can in you Yes. He's in this. Yes. Which you just said was great. Because it is. And what's the other one? I don't know what the other one is. Should I get it? Is that obvious? It's it's pretty obvious. Okay. Uh, it's it is. I'll give you a hint. Mm-hmm. It's with a he. Uh, it is directed by a filmmaker he has worked with before. One of the guys who works it a lot. Uh, relatively frequently. Um, um, be anybody. He's in so yeah. many movies. It's obviously one of the best directors. He only works with the best. It's the Limey. Oh, I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. The Limey's great. I very much look forward to yeah. us doing that movie. Yeah. Yeah. What's amazing though is I've that- I've seen bits and pieces, but I've never It's seen a great movie. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Limey? Nope. It's a great movie. Steven Soderbergh. Soderbergh. It's a great movie. Okay. Terrence Stamp. 
have so many movies I have to see. This may, is like slightly depressing. You've named you just so mean, many movies are, during this podcast yeah, I mean, that I've not seen. So young. <laughs> this is it's true. It's I, true. You have so much time. I just like this. I mean, the, 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 but I'm never gonna be able to catch up because more the, movies keep coming out. Don't well, that's the new true. ones. The analog for us is like, uh, what, like 92, 93, 90, 91, yeah. something like that. Like, yeah. I haven't seen a lot of movies from then. Don't feel bad. Okay. Uh, okay. Here's the question, and I'm sure you know the answer to it. But I love that. Do you know who Louis Guzman plays in Magnolia? Kenny? Um, no, I don't, but I should. He plays Louis Guzman. <laughs> he plays himself on the, on the kids' show. Oh, he... He's literally himself. He's, it's a, it's, it's, his thing says Louis on. Oh, uh, I don't know if it's yeah. Louis Guzman. It's not supposed yeah. to be a celebrity show. No, but I think he's playing he's himself. Just a guy. He's just a guy. Dude. <laughs> You're right. I mean, he's literally like. You're right. He's. I mean, he says when he's walking on, he's like, "I'll take all the questions about milk. Give me all the questions." About milk. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. You've yeah. seen Magnolia, right? Okay. I was very young, and I do remember turning it on and not understanding it at all. Some people have seen the whole thing and find it doesn't make any sense. I do want to see it again, but I think it's a it's a I've tremendous heard, movie. I've heard great things. Yeah. Just at that age, it was one of those ones that I was. No, just I, like, I um, understand, but Kenny and I, I mean, we we look forward to our three part episode on Magnolia. It's just it's the best one of the one of the greatest movies ever made. It really is. It. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Uh, they do something else. So okay, so now where are we at this point? Um, the I'm next. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. The vic- so we have a this victim a at this point. Recurring bit on our podcast <laughs> that we um, that we kind of just we, trip we, our way through, get, stumble through the plot. We don't get to the plot until about an hour in. Mm-hmm. We do maybe half the first act, and then we're like, and that was the movie. Mm-hmm. We kind of don't, yeah. Because I mean, first of all, it should be said that oh, this movie has a couple a couple victims, <laughs> but they sort of they're sort of staggered throughout it. So the next victim, I think, is the is the is it the steam. The steam is first. Right. The that's the an, woman. Yeah. The husband, yes. the husband and the wife duo. Yeah. He's, yes. he's buried finger sticking out. Right. So our next victim is, is the woman uh, who is okay. Hold on. But there's, she's taken. And what happens to him? He's killed. The oh, I saw. Oh, right, right, right. Finger. You're right. You're right. Yeah, My yeah, apologies. Okay. The, yeah. So the, the mother, the mother, the wife of that yeah. guy is the steam. Yes. Victim. The victim. Yeah. Yes. Um, so they do a which great- I've never, by the way, seen another movie that has killed somebody with steam. No, but I thought it was awesome, and we should do it on Station Nineteen. Well, now you just ruined one of the storylines. But yes, we should really do it on Station Nineteen. Yeah, you guys totally should. You, I thought it was really nasty. <laughs> I thought it was and, and, fucking great. Though. Yeah, I thought it was. In a great I've never way. seen it before. Yeah, that's why I, I was even like, no steam could kill you. At, like until I saw in it, a I was horrible, like, horrible way. Yeah, yeah. it just it, it's it is one of those perfect little things where you're. You're you're watching him move the I don't know what it is like an exhaust thing or whatever it's a pipe yeah uh, towards, towards her, her face yeah and you're running it through your head you're like this oh my like, god yeah. could, could the steam kill her <laughs> and, and yeah. like if it can yeah. how horrible yeah. would that be yeah so that's kind of cool yeah. in its own way and then they build it up that they actually get to the point where they can almost save her and yes. they can hear her crying yes. and Angelina Jolie hears her crying yeah. and then you hear her screaming like. It is a great way to suck you into a film that, like, oh my god, I'm rooting it's also, for Angelina Jolie and these people to save these people for sure, and which they are unsuccessful at doing for quite some time. Basically, everyone except for a child. Yeah, yep. uh, but I. This is another thing that's great about that death is not showing it makes it so much worse. Yes, because you are imagining it, and your what you imagine is probably worse than anything they could have shown you. Yep. So that's also just. That there is a very Hitchcockian kind of vibe to this movie too. Like yeah. it has a very kind of like classical, um, 
you know, serial killer vibe to it. It's done in a way that's, you know, less is more for the most part, unless you're talking about CG rats. But for the most part, it's pretty. Oh, you're going to talk about the CG rat. That rat's actually pretty solid for 99. It is pretty solid for 99. Well, right? was it wasn't necessarily right? needed. Yeah. But. I thought, I think <laughs> it's weird that you have a guy, the second or the third victim. Yeah. It's just like, he just seems like a kind of a bro, frat bro. Yeah. Who uh who was picked up in this cab? We should mention that the killer picks up all his people in a cab. Yeah, made cabs scary. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then Uber came about. <laughs> yeah. Well, there were the Uber murders are that's coming. Let's uh, not talk about Uber. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know about that. I don't know about that whole system. That whole company. Uh, yo, I'm not down with Uber anymore. Oh no, we're gonna go on it. I would wanna, honestly. I would, are you? Uh, well, Uber might be one of our sponsors. <laughs> first of all, I take lifts if I have to. <laughs> Second we have all, no sponsors. Like, I have no problem <laughs> taking a cab because like Ubers, I just don't know what's going oh, on. Oh no, I would take Whoa. an Uber over a taxi any day. 100%. Any day. I'm obviously like everybody else in America, mostly taking Ubers. But like I feel myself, every time I'm in an Uber. So just take Lyft. Well, I, lo- I, I don't really like Lyft either. But every time I'm in either one of these things, I don't feel great about myself. Like I don't love being... Well, I don't feel great about myself because I don't particularly love being driven places. No, I think this actually stems from the fact some person. No, I think you guys just don't like talking to strangers. I've never met you before. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Danielle loves talking to strangers. Bill knows me. (laughs) I love talking to strangers. Danielle must be the best Uber. Like, oh, I I love it because I get to learn about a person every time, and some of them are absolutely crazy. (laughs) Absolutely crazy. I'm like, it's a character study. I've told more Uber drivers. No, no, but I lie to them all. I tell them all like I'm an assistant for a hedge fund person or like I tell crazy stories. So this is a way for you to improv. Basically. But you get to know so much about them. Well, because if you tell them you're an actor, it's and you're in LA, it's just a horrible idea. idea. So I started just making up usually that I was an assistant to somebody. But it's interesting and fascinating to get to know who's driving you. And some of them are crazy. So that's my Uber story. Do know cab drivers are people too, right? Yes, you but the cab look, drivers, are, they're so grumpy. I've never met a cab driver that isn't grumpy. It's true, they know they are people. You, you could talk to a cab driver. But there's, <laughs> or your limo drivers. No, listen here. I love talking to the limo drivers. <laughs> Stop it, Phil. Or the Teamsters. I love, to, he knows I love talking to the Teamsters. She, I'm okay with talking to everybody all. Everybody loves talking to Teamsters. Taxi drivers, there is, though, I mean, grumpy. you're amazing on set. You're just like, you love everybody. You're talking to everybody. I and I mean that in a, in Thank you. a and really I don't positive lie to, way. I don't lie to people on set, at least. I lie to my Uber drivers, but I don't lie to people on set. Well, that's good to know. All I'm just, I just need to make this point is before we move on from the taxi Uber drivers, is that taxi drivers you can't talk to. They usually have a Bluetooth in. They're talking to someone. Half the time I think they're talking to me and they're not. And it's they're a nasty grum- stereotype. They're grumpy. It's not even a stereotype. It's a truth. So this so the bone collector this movie birthed Uber because nobody <laughs> wanted to take taxis. He kills everybody. He kills in everyone at the cab. Yeah. Yes. He 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 kind of he kind of lures them in in the taxi. And the oh, yeah the third kills is Frapro. Well, but can, we, can I just go back yeah. to the to previous kill for one quick second? Because I do think they do do something actually quite well, which I've seen people try and is relatively unsuccessful at doing, which is the prelap of a scream into a siren. That generally oh. speaking is usually very clunky and and surprising I, I know this is a very you know niche thing to say or whatever but it worked really well here i didn't her scream it. i didn't notice it, it was really yeah. good her yeah. scream bled perfectly into the sirens when we then see her at the the in the steam interesting thing. yeah anyway so we have that uh we should talk a little bit more about the steam thing before we get to that to the the, the bro kid whatever sure. just because i feel like there's a bunch of things that happen there that i think are really interesting um First of all, Amelia examining the body mm-hmm. and how freaked out she is by it. She 
This is sort of her at her most. Oh, yeah. Is freaked out the right word? It gets there. It gets pretty upsetting. I mean, he basically says you have to saw off her hand. And she's like, no. She's not like, no. She's like, fuck no. (laughs) And and what's interesting about it is this is sort of the first point where we feel her being thrown in the deep end. That Amelia is just, just. She is a beat cop that is being put in the deep end of something that she's not particularly adept at. And he's pushing her too far. This is where he pushes her too far. Pushes her to her breaking point, basically. And she's like, I'm not, you fucking come down here. You chop off her hand. I'm not going to do that. It's a great line. It's a great line. Um, And it's, it's, I don't know. It's great. It really sort of, you, first of all, it's the first time that you have real friction between the two of them. You have this mentor mentee situation where she's incapable of doing the thing that he says she needs to do. Also for the most part, capable of saying no, because that's a superior. And not only that, he's a legend. Yes. You should note, like he literally wrote the book in movie. On crime scene investigation. But that's not why she's doing it either, though. I feel like so much of this stems from the fact that she does know that she's just good at this. I think that's part of it, too. Because I yes. feel like she does tell him multiple times, don't play me. Don't, I'm not going to, yeah. you know, don't tell me how to, what to do. Like, she's so stubborn mm-hmm. and tells him that she's not basically not doing it because of who he is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And she even throws away the fact that he read the book, yep. which is cool that they bring the other guy, Solomon, in to make it such a big deal. Like, oh, he's another cop that is obsessed with the mm-hmm. guy's books. And where Amelia is like, yeah, I okay. read it in school. Yeah. 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 But just that if he's telling her to do something, he's telling her to do the right thing. Like he's not – like when you say he pushes her to a breaking point, he's not telling her to to cut the hands off because like he's just trying to – No, I know he's her. doing it for a purpose. He, that's what I mean. He, but, but he no, doesn't – there's no has, bedside manner to him. Right, but and that she, has to happen, right? Like of course. I understand. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah that's yeah, not yeah. like, yeah. you know, stand in the middle of traffic. and No, no, that, no. That, I, that has to happen in yes. that world. Like yes. they have to – they have to get those cuffs. But it's it's his it. it's his. I don't want to say a lack of understanding, but it's his inability to maybe see that she might not have the fortitude yet to be able to do this. But it's also important from a story and a character perspective to push her to that point because we then need to see the scene where she's talking to it's Solomon. That's the other cop, right? Mm-hmm. The guy who comes to her apartment, yes, and goes through her window for some reason other than anyway. They they want to think he's the killer. Yeah, I guess that's true. But they have a good scene, even though her apartment is some of that's some terrible set deck in her apartment. Oh. It looks like such a soundstage. It looks like just bad soundstage work. But whatever. It's the hallway. The hallway did when she well, her, her, the hallway. I know that her apartment is she has not furnished her apartment and that's sort of intentionally so. Which and makes just looks, production design difficult in general. Because sure. no, usually I, that's what I, I they want to do. But it, it just looked very There's also it, a story reason. She was basically living with Bobby Cannavale. Before. Right, right, right. So, booby carnival, yeah, bo- booby carnival. Yeah. <laughs> She's basically hanging out at the booby carnival. <laughs> so, um, no, it's true. I, I, I'm not, I'm not dogging. I I'm started just, this podcast by by voicing how much I respect Bobby Cannavale as an actor, and now you're at saying the booby, end carnival. booby carnival, booby <laughs> carnival. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I also think that it puts her to into a, into a headspace that I think is important too, where she's very much. I hate this shit. She doesn't want to be doing this job. We have to see her make that turn and we have to see her become the person that actually recognizes she's good at it and that this is something, you know, that she can save lives and that this is something she can do. Because she thinks she's going to end up like her dad. I mean, she thinks that she's going to be so tormented by the lives that, yeah. Who did? Her father killed killed himself, correct. And that's why she doesn't want to get into the homicide side of things. Yeah. Right. Which is is fair. I just realized that when you brought up the handcuff things, Mm -hmm. is that they never, after that entire scene, we never see the handcuff. They never use them to solve any of the crime. Like, nothing. Fascinating. That just hit me. Yeah. It's almost better that way. I don't like the the idea that 
her unwillingness to do that could have been a make or break with this case. But you know, even though it really yeah. just is it's kind of chance. But. Yeah. Yeah. So um, why, then, why make them ancient handcuffs? Anyways, just why not make them normal handcuffs? Because everything is ancient, right? Because yeah. that, that's because this his is MO. about the bones, the bones, yeah. the, bones. The, the bones of handcuffs. <laughs> okay, this okay. is also the first time that I and I think I think this is the scene you're referring to, but forgive me if it isn't. But mm-hmm. this is the first time that we really see see how helpless Lincoln feels mm-hmm. that he wishes he was down there with her. Do you know what I mean? That you really start to sense that he's frustrated with his you know with his condition at the and and you know you start you you really feel that i think this is at least the first inkling that i get of it and i it actually made me wish that we got to see him do his job a little more up top like i kind of wish that that scene where he finds his body was a minute or two longer and we got to have a sense of seeing this guy like being mm-hmm. fucking great at this job and you know what i mean and and really sort of getting a sense of how Everybody respected him at this. Really just sort of feel that, which I don't, I mean, maybe they shot it. I don't know, but it just, it would have gone a long way towards feeling sort of that, you know, I was great at this and mm. anyway, but whatever. Um, I think all the underground stuff also feels like a crypt, which I think is very sort of intentional. Mm-hmm. It feels like, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> what else? Uh, being eaten by rats has Rob, to be a really shit. Did I? <laughs> it does. It feels like a crib. Uh, what was the rat thing? I was going to say these. The, oh, the, the shitty way to die? Yeah, it's got to be. I don't know what's worse, rats or steam. Feels like. Uh, steam is worse. And that's what's amazing because rats is fucking terrible. So <laughs> that they. that they, like they, Rats is fucking terrible. They couldn't top. Truly, they couldn't top yeah. steam. It's such an innovative way for a serial killer to kill someone that even like getting eaten alive by rats is not as viscerally. Absolutely. And uh, the, the, the grandfather and the granddaughter, that's also like. A weird. I didn't really even understand what was going on there. They were being drowned, sort of. Well, the tide was I coming. Guess high tide up. Kills. Yeah. yeah, yeah, less less interesting, but. Um, well, they could they could have used it more. Yeah, you could we could have been with them because we were with them before. We mm-hmm. could have been with them as they were dying. I guess they probably didn't want us to be with them when they were dying because it was too sad. That, yeah, could you imagine being a little girl and having your grand oh grandfather. That was a weird one how the whole thing played out because he also yeah. shoots the cop in that one. The logistics of it were weird. It was a it was almost like because well, I think he got he was surprised. Our, our killer yes. was surprised by the cop. But then he called on himself. Yeah, no, it is a it was a weird way weird. how it unfolds and you yeah, really right. never get an answer from Leland Orson totally at the end. Totally agree. Which would have been nice. Well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh I still like Then we have a scene that I think is a little bit ridiculous, which is Angelina Jolie going to Michael Rooker, who's Cheney, I believe, is his name. Uh, and they dust the the matchbox for prints at the desk. We're just like, I'm pretty sure that's done in a fucking lab, guys. <laughs> I don't think I don't. I'm I'm pretty sure you don't do that just like in the bowl with like everybody under. But your no desk. one knew them. This was the beginning of forensics. They could get away with it. I love how much Terrible. slack you're getting in this movie. <laughs> It's I, if I'm entertained by a movie, I give it a lot of slack. Apparently, me too. If I'm like, listen, I liked it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't disagree. And like I've said, I liked this movie, yeah. but things like that just made me go like, really? It just helped tie into the fact that you just don't like him, and he's so dumb. Side note, too, do you know that the that I read, and it could not be true. I have no idea. I read that they actually made Michael Rooker, Rooker. do all. He actually was the guy, like in the yes, hood and everything. I read that too because yeah. they wanted him. They wanted to, us to believe that he that was, it was him. Too. But the, I was like, he's such an like they made it so obvious yeah, that it was like he was so I never once, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was like I never once thought it was I never him. thought he was the killer, 
to be fair, I'm not really sure I ever really believed that the whatever his Solomon, I didn't believe that he was the killer either. No, Solomon. no way. No, no yeah. way. He's an obvious red herring. Rooker's an obvious red herring. Yeah. I, th- th- that is one of my biggest criticisms of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. I get that, you know, you, you, if, you, if you're paying attention to the credits, you know who Lee Norser is. Yeah. You could probably figure it out that way. Yeah. Contextually, there's really no way to figure this out. Yeah, there's no And so there's really no way to play along, especially yeah. because, I mean, there's, there's, there's the, the idea of, there were no clues to this particular guy. Yeah. There's the other thing where at least in seven, yeah. um, I know I'm getting greed, gluttony, pride, lust. I, I kind of have a sense of what's going on. And I, maybe I can put together that, you know, uh, pride is, or, or jealousy might be John Doe. And that made sense. But you have no way how they're going to be executed, how the various sins are going to be executed. No, and that's not really necessarily why I'm, yeah. I'm watching. But I, I, at the end, it all felt right to mm-hmm. me. Whereas they're basing these kills on a book that doesn't actually exist in the real world. It's not as if they were yeah. being based on like, I don't know, some Jack the Ripper thing or something. And when so, she finds that book, it's so clunky. It is. And it's it's it's, cl- it's, it's so sweaty. It's very clunky. Sweaty. It's very sweaty. It's very sweaty. I've never heard that. Uh, it's just dripping sweat. Dripping how hard, sweat. How hard they're working they're to working make this for happen. It. Got it. Okay. I'm going to um, use that now. And there's, and there's <laughs> no way for us to have ever known. I mean, even in copycat, 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 <laughs> um, she, del- she actually- uh. It, it, he kills them based on the remarks in a prepared speech she gave to college after yeah. college after college, and uh, it's there. It's there in the beginning of the movie. Like if you if you look, you could be like, oh wait, he, he killed him in the style of Dahmer, then he killed him in the style of Richard Ramirez. That maybe it is based yeah. on that. So it was more the pictures favorite. that pissed me off. The yeah, those like part. like oh look, all of the murders were just like in this book that in was, these pictures that was illustrated. that we found. It's like, I've seen on. so I've seen so many books from the 1700s that were illustrated too. So yeah, so many. Um, uh, so now we get to a scene that I really movie still rules. Don't worry. We, Thank you. <laughs> the scene where Amelia has Lincoln smell the the clue that it has. Yes, the is picture very strangely sexualized. Like again, we're finding like. I didn't have a problem with it though. Didn't have a I don't know what that's. Uh... That I'm deranged, no, no. maybe I'm not sure. No, I, I just I I think that they're looking for. Unfortunately, in my opinion, they're looking for ways to create sexual tension between these two people that I just think is unnecessary. And this is one of them. I thought the scene was just just weird. Like I, I it didn't it didn't need to be like this. Like she, I don't know. I. I, 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 for me, it did not add to their relationship. We just disagree. <laughs> I know I did. No, it's cool. No, because I mean, I, cool. just, I just keep going with the counterfactual on this. So if he weren't in the, in the, confined to the bed, mm-hmm. of course there would be sexual tension between those two people who look like that, who act like that. And so, in real life, two people that usually respect each other are attracted. And are single. And are single, are attracted to each other. That's not always the case. And look not the way always, they look. but I would say that there is a a a thing that if you respect each other and you're usually with each other a lot of the times and you're one's a man and one's a well, I give anything, actually, not in a man and a woman, I give anything. I'm just gonna I just I'm gonna watch Danielle just keep digging. <laughs> I'm digging my hole deeper and deeper. <laughs> I'm just saying that it happens. <laughs> no. And there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, it's, it's just weirdest, to be clear, thing, like, I'm they, not saying there's anything wrong with these two. It's oh, it's know, just it's just that the it, it does not, in my opinion, add to 
the dynamics that these two have. I think it's actually less is more in this situation for no, me. No, and I know, and I, I, I completely hear you. And just my my but teach their I, own. It's, it's just it's this weird thing where it was like weirdly refreshing that the fact that this guy was refined was confined to a hospital bed still didn't make him like so unattractive yeah. to her that no, she that. wouldn't be into him at the end when the whole movie when the whole movie they had this like to me somewhat palpable sexual tension Kenny so, you're but Angelina Jolie can find oh my gosh sexual Kenny's a tension. romantic Kenny is a romantic I am a romantic yeah. yes all these it things I've been hearing you say and I'm like oh my god anyway <laughs> to be fair so am I I just don't think that these two people I just feel like <laughs> Angelina Jolie can create sexual so chemistry with, with almost anybody. Like a romantic would. So am I. <laughs> I, will, cause I. I don't think that that's like, I don't think that me thinking that <laughs> these two West characters shouldn't be together are somehow is indicative of me You're not just saying it didn't do anything that. for the story. No, I. You're just, or the characters. You, I think it hurts the characters. We're just coming at it from, from different points mm-hmm. of view. And I, I completely hear what you're saying. Yeah. And I think what you're saying is totally right. valid. Like in the context, because it's, because it's. A, it's a different idea that to me is totally valid in the context of a work story. Yes, it's refreshing to see a man That's and a woman. My point. Who yeah, no, are not who yeah. are not who are not sexually who, who are not going to get together sexually at the yeah. end. So that on, on one hand, I put over here, and I think that makes total sense, and I do think is a somewhat not somewhat completely progressive way to look at that sure. relationship. On the other hand, I was just taken by this idea that like other movies like this would have gone in this direction. Mm-hmm. The only reason to me that this movie wouldn't have gone in this direction is because he was a paraplegic or a quadriplegic. And I like that they still did it because I, I understand what you're saying. I just feel like Denzel deserves happiness as much as anybody else. Well, and just and, to be clear, I don't think they shouldn't yeah, be still my fucking heart. <laughs> uh, I, here's what because I, I never saw it from that like perspective. Uh, so. But I just want to be clear <laughs> here. So I don't think that they should be together, and it's not because I don't think that that Lincoln Rhyme as a as totally a quadriplegic shouldn't have love. I totally. I, I just don't think that I, those two characters make. No, that's my point. I'm, yeah. I'm giving you all the credit, which is your point of view is very progressive. Um, it's also why I didn't want Hannibal Lecter and Clarice Starling to be together either. He's a murderer, people eater. That's that's what <laughs> you say. A murderer, people eater. Yeah, that's what he is. He's yeah. A murderer, people eater. I mean, he is that. But I also just I didn't find that sexual. I I, I always. I mean, a de- in the book, in Hannibal, they're basically. I mean, it's. But I always yes, Hannibal's a weird. You don't think thing. when he touches her finger that that's supposed to be like? There's something going on there. I never thought it was sexual. I thought it was. I will be eating you one day. Like that's it, like I think that he equates uh, the two, and I think a lot of serial. But I don't do. think Clarice. I, I, we can debate. The, she she may not have. I I mean there there that's a that's a very complex and more complex relationship I would say than than Amelia and Lincoln, just in terms of ne- there's a lot a lot of shit and going obviously on. like Sons and Lambs is yeah. a brilliant masterpiece. Yeah. So so uh, so let's talk about let's talk about the end because I feel like we're there yeah. at this point. Um, can, can you guys explain to me? What the fuck his plan was here? Guessing Danielle. Okay. <sighs> no. Cool. It's okay. the only well, part of the film that starts to that, that <laughs> frustrates me. No. Yeah, because it doesn't make any sense. It, well, it's it, like he gets put. Let's explain it to to our listeners. Okay. Actually, Danielle, I'd love you to explain it. What, po- starting from where? From when Leland Orser shows up at Lincoln's apartment. Apartment. Yeah. Okay. To kill him. So and long- ex- and, and like a Bond villain. Tells everything to the audience. Yeah. He, uh, so Leland Orser shows up and mm-hmm. you already see that 
you the you left with Michael Rooker yes. going into the building because yes. he's going to come and because we're led what. to believe that that yes because sure. we're led to believe again that Michael Red Rooker, which no one ever believed yeah. he was lying. no one ever bought no yes. one ever bought um so you see him he's got his throat sliced and Thelma comes to the door to open the door and and he's, she he's, gets stabbed he's going back to the building with a warrant with a warrant yeah he's I don't know because they do this thing where they just he's laying on the ground with they chose to put leather gloves on him so he's just I'm like was he forcefully going to go in there and get the so evidence? That's, another, not- that's another idea because I was thinking. Maybe Wonder if they shot could, another ending. Could he have gotten this warrant? I don't think he got the so, warrant. I think he may have been planning to go in there to force his way. In. He, and I, that's yeah. why the way I took oh, it too. That makes sense. Yeah. And he, so anyone, so that which is funny because you're like, oh, and Leland killed him. Everyone wants him dead anyway. So like, thank God. But um, <laughs> thank God. He's just oh, he's so yeah, annoying he's the sucked. whole movie. Yeah, he is. He's terrible. And he then sucked. Thelma Queen, uh, Queen Lee opens the door and she gets stabbed, which is so heartbreaking. And then well, she he, says, "What are you doing here?" Well, I think that's like to tip the audience that we know this person, right? And yeah. then all of a sudden, you, as the audience, you're like, "Oh, who could it be?" Because in your head, you're going, "All who are the all the people mm-hmm. that we would know?" Yeah. Louis Guzman. Yeah, Louis Guzman. L- Louis. Yeah. Do. What do you guys think of but, uh, of Queen Latifah? In the movie? Yes. Uh, kind of pretty thankless role. She didn't really get to do mm. very much. But I did think that she she had some moments that I liked. She had a couple like – and then uh, she is – and never mind. We'll talk about that on uh, Anna and the King. Just, just – uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we will? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there. It's Wait, just, is it's, it? It's anyway. interesting to put a. Uh, <laughs> now you're gonna be like, "Where's the Queen Latifah there's, there's connection?" Just, to the know, I'm never gonna think about that about that movie again. Um, there's a. Uh, <laughs> it's just interesting when you put a a, a, per, a personality like yes. a Queen Latifah yeah. in a thankless role like yeah. that. You know, it's it reminds me of Precious when you have all these really yes. really famous people in these really thankless roles. You know that role was supposed to be a man. The yeah, Thelma role? Yeah, in the book it was somebody Tom. else, right? Tom. <laughs> yes, of course. T-H-O-M. They really skewed far for that. Like, oh, Thelma. Oh, yeah. That's just, yeah. <laughs> it should have been a man. Then I wouldn't have felt so bad when he got killed. I no. Know, know oh, my God. Like- my face, by the way, was just like, are you kidding? No, I'm so happy that it was a woman. Well, I'm so I, happy that it was played. Well, but then it's like I, another nurse. It's another like... I don't know. But I, she I, so I know didn't that, fit- that sounds That sounds like, you know, white nighty bullshit that I would have felt better when he was killed but i really didn't like that they killed her no one did but that's the point you're not supposed to like it yeah, of course but then okay then at least fucking have someone talk okay, about kind of what okay. i'm getting at like, like I, I come just, on I, just, I mean if you're gonna kill her at least do something about it or just have it like a you ever, I see, shitty you ever see that movie uh it's it's not an obscure movie i don't know what i'm saying like that movie um with jim caviezel that they made a show of last year um you know what I'm talking Jim about. Jim Caviezel. Yeah, well, like well. The, the ham radio movie. Oh, Frequency. Frequency. So in Frequency, basically, he goes back in time where he's talking to his dad in time to help him like solve a serial killer murderer and in order to really like save his mother from mm-hmm. getting murdered. And I think like ultimately they are able to do that or whatever. But um, another person gets murdered, yeah. right? And that time they don't keeps know. changing. It's like and a butterfly effect. Well, then big fucking difference in terms of the, the universe. Like some other person died. Like I yeah. don't – and yeah. that's kind of how I feel about this. It's like, okay, like you, you didn't solve the crime, but now like a totally innocent person that we have grown to care about has to die because like you guys basically weren't not competent enough. That upsets me a little bit. Moving I on. just – yeah, I, I I thought she just didn't get to do much. And it was a bummer because I think she is a talented actress. She I got she's to very- help solve the crime. Like she's With good her puzzles. puzzles. She's, she's good, good at puzzles. puzzles. She's good at puzzles. Uh, 
Okay. Well, then she probably deserved to be mentioned posthumously. I do agree. So continuing on with that final scene, which yeah, did sorry, not yeah, make please, yeah, please, please. any we sense. So then it. he comes into the house after he kills Thelma and, and he, you know, Denzel keeps yelling to Thelma, which you obviously, we all know it's not Thelma. And we, Denzel at that point, you know, too. And Dom. then he comes in. What? Oh, sorry. No, no Thelma. No, Thelma. Yeah. And then, yeah, I want you to talk more about what he said because I don't. It, so it, basically it, he, what he says is, I was a doctor. I believe he was oh, a yeah, doctor. Yes. And he goes on this whole no, thing about how. No, he was a forensics examiner. Uh, okay. What, for, I don't really know or understand the logistics of it. But basically, yes. uh, Lincoln is responsible for Leland Orser going to jail. He for was six a, years. He was a forensics examiner. He was a cop. That was kind of the point, right? Right. No, I get that. He was a cop. He went yeah. to jail. Yeah. He may have screwed up. He may not have screwed up. It's very, this is the Cape Fear part, right? That I, it's, it just gets so, convoluted out of there. So the, so so he goes to jail because of that. And basically what he says is, your expert te- testimony yes. put me in jail. And Denzel's response is like, I've given thousands yeah. of yeah. expert te- testimonies. Who are you? Yeah. And he's like, well, no, this one put me in jail and you were totally wrong. And I was totally right. You know what happens to cops in jail. Mm-hmm. And we're never told whether or not like- It does seem like some bad shit happens to him in jail. Definitely bad shit happens to him in jail. We're, ne- we're never told whether or not he actually was guilty or not. Right, the idea is like maybe it's the leap that he from took. getting out of jail to becoming some weird serial killer. serial killer. So, that, so that's that's why based I, off some weird antiquated book of antiquated so, murder tactics. So, like I, I said at the beginning, is like <laughs> they they put in enough work here for me to for me to let it go because I agree with you. Because when this killing this is happening, I'm like. Well, you don't become a serial killer. Yeah, you, be, you you maybe become a, a revenge killer, yeah. but a serial killer? Oh, okay. You're doing it to prove a point. All right, have the fight. Like <laughs> you've set up, you've set up the fight. Right. I can handle it. I get it. Bite Maybe. his neck, Denzel. Yo, that was kind of cool. That was cool. I wish I was the only way. I actually liked. I, I thought the fight was pretty ingenious in its own way. I mean, here's the thing. Like, how it you, is. How, how no, is it I did think. I did think to myself, yeah. like, what's he going to do? Yeah. It was a genius way to do it too. But he just kept whispering. Yeah, Daniel's whispering right now, guys. Yeah. If you can't hear. Yeah. <laughs> well, first thing he does. So they get in a fight. You have you have him in there. The first thing he does is he uh, he oh slams his, his hospital bed down yes. in the guy's hand. Yes, which is like one of the only things he can do. Just smart. Yep. And then the next thing he does is he kind of gets thrown off the bed and he's on the ground and like uh, Leland is 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 like kind of over. This him. is the part I don't like. This is yeah. the part I don't like. I don't know why Leland doesn't just kill him. Just it's yeah. the only. It's just like and just so, shorten it or something. Because well, it's I don't it's know. the Bond villain that explains his entire plan so that Bond has enough time to fucking escape. But it's also because he's the kind of guy who I think needs. He it felt like he needed Denzel to know. What happened? Just like, you know, it, it happened to Cape Fear. Cape Fear. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he does explain it. And then, um, and I think he wanted him to feel some of what he felt in prison. I think that's why it was more meant to be a little more laborious and torturous. Well, then he should have fucking get- said that, truthfully. And, well, he I, and does listen, say, he says everything else. Why not say that? Well, he does say, I'm going to cut your eyes out. And he says, no, I'm not going to do that because I want to. I want you to watch me slowly kill you, basically. Yeah. I just didn't like how I think it was acted from an acting standpoint. Yeah. I just thought it was so overdramatic. Over yeah. And the fact that like he gets his hand injured, but he's on the ground and he can't, he's like crawling. I half I'm expected like, Thelma hand. to be the one to shoot Leland Orser, by the way. That would have been cool, but yeah. that would have been so cheesy, but it would have been so cool. <laughs> like I just would have been like, 
Yeah. It would be like at a kindergarten cop. You're not so tough. You would have been happy. You would have been happy. I would have been happy. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, listen, obviously, obviously it's Amelia that does it. I mean, I, I just feel like there's a version of this that could have worked a lot better. They just need to pull everything back. They just went a little too far with it. And that's just, you know, anyway, I just, I, and, and obviously I've discussed how I don't love the last scene at the Christmas party. The last scene does feel like it was just like made after. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there was like, a, they did a test group and they're like, we want this to end. Like, yeah. is that how it happened? Yeah. Is that no, how it happened? Why are you know. looking at me no, like I don't that? Know. I'm getting weird, strange looks. No, 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 no. no. I, we've talked about the the last scene yeah, at the I end think a, a lot. Basically, it's Christmas. Yeah. It's this just, movie it just, takes yeah. place, um, I believe, in November, and he's go. And, it and, came out in November, yeah. and I think it takes place in November. And I yeah, and weirdly, he, I think and it he takes says place. that he's going to get killed at the end of the week, and we leave this not knowing whether or not he's going to uh, follow through with that mm-hmm. and get killed at the end of this week. So by setting it, setting this, you know, six weeks after that, we know he hasn't killed himself, and we know he has friends. And we know he's like moved on. And to me, we know that he has a romantic future. So oh, I boy. think, should we talk about any anything else? About well, we should 099 this. All right, let's 099 it. Danielle, as a listener of the podcast, I'm sure you're aware of 099. I am. Great, we don't have to explain it. Great. You're aware that nobody knows what this means until we explain it. Yeah, every time, which seems so weird that they don't get Thank it. Thank you. Yes. And the then the fact that people say 100 this. is weird. I know. Yeah. Anyways. And that's why we love you, Danielle. I One of the Welcome reasons. back whenever you want. Seriously. Let's, uh, as the only person who had previously seen it, yeah. what was your yeah. score in 1999? 1999, I want to say it was like, it was it was 85. That's good. Wow. 85. Yeah, I and, loved and it. And today? Mine was, mine was like a 12 because the title is so stupid. <laughs> Uh, today it's it's gone down just because I'm obviously older and sure. uh, <laughs> I've seen a lot more movies. Sure. Um, I would say now it's probably like a sixty. That's that's respectable. Yeah, it's lower than I would have expected. It's lower than my score because I'm just kind of ripping it apart now. Like this, I really watched it. I really watched it this time as like a person in the entertainment industry that was going to come on a podcast to talk about it. And I was like, oh, you could really rip this apart. When well, I was a kid, I loved it. It was entertaining. I loved yeah. Angelina Jolie. As an actress, as a young actress, I had started acting right at the point. I loved her. But I don't think this, I I do think this movie, to your point, I think to all of our points, like its tone is pretty much on the mark for most of the movie. For me, most of the movie, it's the whole movie for you guys. And I think that that's why it's like, it works. It just works. It's a workmanlike movie that does, it hits all the beats. It's got two great performances at the center. It's stylishly made for the most part. Like it's hard to like, we so we obviously had the discussion about the logistics of things that might not make sense. But to your point, both of you said, like, I was willing to, to buy in. So that's all that matters. What do you give it? Uh, I will give it a 70. Oh, that's higher than what I gave it. What are you going to oh, Kenny's going to go high on this. No, I, I can I, feel it. I'm not. Oh, And now okay. I feel horrible. I, well, I, I, <laughs> I can't believe after this discussion, you had the highest score. I, I it, love that after this I, discussion. I, I give it a ice. 68. I thought that I was, was actually around there, so if I'm being I, honest. I, I, I wanted 68. to say 69. I gave it a 68. I, I thought I, basically everything you said I agreed with, yeah. um, which is essentially like it works. It's competent. There are a few things that really shine. I think it pops a little more than I thought you did. But I think, you know, we tend to have like different ideas of what the scale is. I think that it's 
exactly what a 68 is. I think it's an above average thriller that um that I could watch again. And I can't say that for everybody. I agree. I think it does I think it I, I fully agree. I think it's a much better movie than I expected it to be. I went into this expecting it to be not great. That's why it gets a 70. Although I'm, I, if I'm being honest, I'm in the 68, 69, 70 range. Which is probably what, yeah, I keep going for. So yeah, I think, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. One I more th- thing. What's your favorite serial killer movies? Ooh. I mean, Sounds of Lambs. Is that your number one? Yeah. And then probably seven. I, I agree with both of those. I'm trying to think of other ones there are. What are, like, I yeah. need a list. I need a list of every serial mine killer is, movie. Mine is seven, written by Andrew Kevin Walker, my favorite writer. And, um, oh my god! <laughs> uh, minus minus seven. It's just not even a question. My, seven, I mean, Zodiac's is, fucking great. Yeah, but seven is a Psycho's great movie to me. I mean, like, there's lots. Seven of and Sounds Lambs are better. I'd also put. Ago. I mean, I, I love uh, American Psycho. I love American Psycho too. I and just I, don't even look. I, lo- I love why it. do I not view that as like a? I don't know because it is because it's, it's not from the cop's perspective. That's I think what that's it is. I'm like I'm not. Yeah. I don't yeah. view that as a serious. Yeah, Willem Dafoe is not really no in that movie that much. Natural Born Killer is also a great movie, but anyway. Uh, it's a great movie. Different kind of serial killer movie. Awesome movie. Yeah. Um, guys. Guys, it was great. Guys. We should guys. talk a little. Copycat, copycat, copycat. Copycat, copycat. Uh, <laughs> next week, we are going to do everyone's favorite movie, Anne and the King, uh, the Jodie Foster, Chow Yun-Fat movie. Movie. Uh, and we're going to have a guest. We're going to have a, a writer, uh, Jessica Ellis, is going to come on. Yet another excellent guest. We it did is it again. Yeah, yeah. It is. We're, we're getting great guests. Yeah, we really I mean, are. It's Danielle. Really, it's really exciting. It It is. Yes. I feel like, you know, Danielle, you were great. Oh, we fantastic. knew you were going to be great. Danielle, and you're going to come on again. Have you seen Anna and the King? No. Do you know what it is? No. Anna and the King <laughs> is basically. But she is so excited that she doesn't know. <laughs> yes. you, you should be. It's basically <laughs> a straight retelling of The King and I. Oh. Um, and uh, we'll talk about it. I, I'm really excited for this podcast because I'm. I'm, I'm, very I, I'm actually very curious. Jessica Ellis's take on this movie because she, she she picked, picked she picked Anna and the King. It's it's the King and I. Did not you said this probably? My apologies. Yeah, did you just, just say it? it? Same time. Sorry. It. Uh, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> I'm very curious to see how that goes. It's the problem. I keep having to watch these movies to listen to the podcast. You don't really though. No, I do. I do. You do. You do. I'm very dedicated to the podcast, and I there's some that I haven't been able to watch yet because I need to watch or listen to because I need to watch the movies first. Oh. Is there anything you want to plug? Perhaps Deep Blue Sea 2? Are you I, in Deep Blue Sea 2? I am. She's the lead I'm in Deep the lead Blue of Deep Blue Sea 2. And oh, you come guys, on. You guys, yeah. this is how this whole conversation started because we were on set and he told me he did a podcast about Deep Blue Sea and I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. I saw a billboard for it like today. Oh, you did? Yeah, somewhere. It's actually a fun movie. I mean, I'm, I'm you know what you're getting gonna into. I'm fully going to watch it. Yeah. You know what you're getting into. I but can't believe it. Yeah. It was released 2018, right. though, so this is never going to be talked about. Uh, no, 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 no. It will be talked about. Yeah. We will. In 30 years. We, we will yeah. and should do a bonus we should do, episode. Yeah, actually, we should have you on for Deep Blue Sea 2, I think. I mean, I would we love will. that. That was what made me so sad is that I was well, we're gonna. We, we should do that. When the movie uh, is We should out, have a new rule. Sequels will, to movies that were made in 1999. <laughs> we should have to cover. <laughs> if, if we happen to know the star of it. We will cover it. But um, there, there might be more than you think. Um, and yeah, one, there probably speaking are. Of, speaking of sequels, there is one more thing we should mention. Yes. One of 1999's greatest died this week, Vern Troyer. That's oh. true. So um, I like that you said speaking of sequels. Speaking of sequels. That was his, <laughs> is it because of the mini-me or because of the Austin Powers 2? He two? was in a sequel in okay. 1999. <laughs> speaking <laughs> <laughs> and he, yeah, said he was. And he was. He was a pine-sized sequel was, to Doctor Evil. 
Um, this is already a sterling tribute to an actual human being who actually died. Um, I'm sorry, but uh, the man, the, the the man's career really was birthed in 1999. And it he, was, and he did become a 19 he year did. pop culture phenomenon. Yeah. Um, everyone knows Mini Me, and it's a, it's a real shame to lose, shame. to lose one of the people we've already done a podcast yeah. on for not me too reasons. So it's true. It's true. Daniel, uh, Daniel, thank you, you for have, being on uh, social media. You want to? Oh, I put yeah. social media. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Instagram at D savory. Okay. S A V R E. Okay. Yep. And then Twitter. I think yeah. it's the same thing. I think everything's D savory, but she's going to, yeah, she's going to tweet all about this. Oh, I'll be tweeting all about it. Yeah. No he watch, knows me. He knows me. Station social. 19. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Watch uh, station 19. Episode seven airs this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah, join the rest of America. Watch Station ID. I love, I love that Danielle's <laughs> face right now is like seven. Yes, <laughs> episode seven is, will be airing this Thursday at nine o'clock on. It is episode seven. Uh, uh, this Thursday, nine o'clock, ABC. Anyway, follow. Thank you for listening. PMSCO. PMSCO uh, on both of the Nybard on Twitter, Instagram things, and, uh, and uh, also at podcast like. 1999 at podcast like we have a show feed it's um, really great that's where you can keep up on all of your show news and you don't do anything you don't post anything you just like his stuff and we got some i just want to i, like I also want to say I'll put it on instagram stories like i'm just really a wimp when it comes to this stuff phil is completely driving this show <laughs> but um yeah he's doing uh, a great job i also think uh it should be said we're gonna. I think we're gonna have some bonus episodes coming up over the next couple of weeks too, which I think is gonna be exciting. We're gonna have some episodes that are focused on maybe individual careers. Yes, not uh, ninety nine, not ninety nine movie specific, but if, but people that were making movies in nineteen ninety nine. Yes, so. that or um, sequels to yeah. ninety nine movies starring friends of ours. Thank, thank you for, for listening. <laughs> thank <Bye>. you. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.